Well, let's talk about what's really important. You guys been watching Tiger King on Netflix? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it yet. I watched the first episode the other night, and I was, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, we went. Through, we got insane. my wife and I got through three of them last night. We, we were just amazed, just amazed. There's a, a whole. It's a documentary. Yeah. Okay, kind of. It is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but these people don't. It's like re- reality TV, man. They don't. They aren't really normal. They don't act sure. normal when the cameras around. And, and what's great is they edit it, so uh, they can make a couple of them or all of them look like assholes. Like, do you want me to be over here and do this? You know, like just the whole. They edit it so it's like a little before and a little after what they think they're being filmed. And I and I like that. Uh, they're making huh. them look as dickish as they actually are. <laughs> and they're fucking awesome. horrible people, man. If you were, if you were collecting big cats. You got fucking problems, and yeah, then yeah. you know the the battle for like who's who's taking care of them the right way in the cage. You know, it's like yeah, right. They're they're fucking they're not in the open in the fucking you know either the rainforest or or the where, wherever wherever their species. It's just horrible, dude. Oh, and they treat them, and the way they treat them. I mean, it's the the one thing that I took away was the the, the tiger king. I guess the main guy was like. They're asking how he feeds him, and he's like, "Oh, you know, we'll get roadkill. We'll get like, we'll, we'll, oh you my know, god, if a cow dies, we'll we'll pull it off the this farm over here and just feed him that." That's shit. not it's all. Like, they also go to the, uh, they go to, uh, is it Walmart? The, when the oh, any yeah. of the meats that they throw away, which isn't necessarily, I I don't know that that's bad. Like roadkill, I don't know if that's bad for for you know you're talking about something that needs to eat. Yeah, you know. Like they probably need to, you know, feed them like ten full cows a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's never gonna, they're never gonna get what they really need out in the Sahara yeah. or Savannah. Like a, you know, it's just, it's just shitty. I just can't believe how fucking yeah. shitty. So is the is the um, the catch of the show like to see how shitty they can be? Like that's what the hook is. No, dude. There's the catch of the show. Yeah. yeah the, the catch of the show is that they they are as competitive and they're fields as any anything else on the planet like you if you're a big uh, big cat collector and and you do shows you know they're very uh competitive and Mm -hmm. there's a woman who's basically protected by PETA, who's also accused of murdering her former husband and feeding him to a tiger um they can't really prove it but there's a lot of circumstantial (laughs) like Oh, you know, but she's not treating them any better. And then the tigers are living in shittier conditions at her place than some of these other places. And there's one guy, not the Tiger King guy, but the other guy, uh, Dr. Zhivago or whatever. <laughs> that dude who you think has his shit together is like a, pretty much a cult leader with multiple wives. And like they all work for fucking free and he puts them up in houses. It's really nice. He's, he's actually got money. He is well to do. And his, he looked like Yanni when he was young and fucking <laughs> just the whole thing, dude. It's like, and everyone's talking about it. If you've seen one episode, I was just, Eddie Sneap was just going on about it. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's something. everyone's just fucking like, what the fuck, man? It's, oh, just, wow. it's a horror show, but you know, yes. Hey, to each their own. They say, I just say, if you're going to fucking keep big cats on your property then you, you know, you're going to breed them so people can just take pictures by them. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm not down with you. When did you first fall in love with metal? I went to this record store and I was going to get 
the new Journey album, and there was like an older kid there, and he's like, don't get that, man, get this. And he gave me the Ozzy Osbourne Blizzard of Oz. Yeah. Where else can these kids go where they come somewhere and they all feel a sense of, you know, this is our thing, you know? Let me tell you something about Slayer fans. They look like the extras from Lord of the Rings. They came out of nowhere, under the ground. Yeah. The, the passion and the darkness. The evil of the music. You know what marriage is like? Marriage is like, you ever go to a concert and you see a mosh pit, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go get in that mosh pit. But then once you get in it, you're like, I do not want to be in this mosh pit. Who'd win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. Ah, God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Alrighty. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Somewhere in Time Podcast. Uh, SomewhereTimePodcast.com is where you can find us online. All of our goodies are there. Links to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Yeah. So um, we're back. We've got another episode of 1990 albums. Uh, I am Eric. We've got Tim here. Hello. Joe's here. Hi. Uh, Keith, Keith is here. Hey, good evening. And we have a special guest panelist this episode. We're very excited to have him back on the show. Um, say hello to Craig Le Cicero, everybody. Hey, Hi, Craig. how's everybody? Hey. <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for <laughs> joining good. us on this yeah. episode. Uh, it's going to be awesome because we're talking about your band, yeah. your old band. <laughs> yeah, I just I just pulled up in my DeLorean, and we're going to go back to the future right now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep, going back 30 years. Um, 30 just, years. Please don't th- have sex with your mother. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> What's her name? Leah Thompson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That'd have been, that would have been a conundrum right there. <laughs> 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 no, so it's funny because we're going back 30 years pretty much to the date because Twisted in the Form came out March 30th, 1990. So when this episode... Wow, started, is, that tr- is that true? Holy shit. What the, well, All according right. to the internet, if you believe everything on the internet, <laughs> you <laughs> know better than us. It, 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 it well, was sounds about, right. I don't... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I might have went along with that at one time, too. I really don't remember. I, I do know that... Uh, <laughs> We didn't finish the album until we went in to start recording it the, like the last week of January because it was a Super Bowl, it was the day that we went in and loaded in the studio. So I doubt that it would have been out that soon. I think okay. it might have been late a- April or early May, late, probably late April or something like that. Maybe April 30th. But any, th- who cares? 30 years is 30 <laughs> fucking years. 30 years. Yeah, that's right. So I was, I was, uh, I was 20. Yeah, it was funny when we recorded that. There you go. So we'll get into that one. Um, If you haven't listened to all of our episodes, which you may not have, you should go back and listen to episode four and five because we did a really in-depth interview with Craig on those episodes. It was awesome. Dived into all of his previous bands, his current band, Dress the Dead, which is still going. And hopefully we'll get get some new music from you guys this year, maybe? Maybe? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we're right on course to release some stuff and then all this thing, thing happens so oh, yeah. just push it back a bit you know well hopefully we'll get you some stuff because what i've heard you is will. really really good you so, will thank you yeah, yeah it's it is it's very good um so anyway we're gonna start um we've got three albums uh violence oppressing the masses uh death angel act three and forbidden of course twisted in the form i think we'll start with violence uh pressing the masses we'll play a little bit of that to start 
That was the second studio album from Violence. Perfect uh, segue. I'm going to cut right in. Okay. Go for it. Go for it. Craig says that that's an old Forbidden Evil song right there. That's uh, at our old, right, that chorus in that whole section. Rob had written that for a song we had. It's on an old demo. If you go find it on YouTube, the uh, Endless Slaughter, that's next to die. Okay. Awesome. That's not next to die. You're next to die. That was like, <laughs> we didn't write about anything. Legions of death. You're next to die. You know, like, <laughs> right, all right. It was like our first batch of songs, and uh, and it was never going to make it, you know, into anything that we were writing beyond when he left. So it, it aptly ended up in a really cool violent song on their second album, which because yeah. uh, most of the songs were written off of the first album before he even got there, except for call, Calling in the Corner and Phobophobia. And even Phobophobia, I think, was pretty much written. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's awesome, first of all. <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> I had no idea. I love stuff like that. Um, it's so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so, it's true. Uh, I believe yeah, it. No, yeah, I mean, sure. from the source, man. <laughs> so uh, I could be lying my ass off here. Like, we're going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't believe yeah, you. Yeah, you know, time yeah. out. I was there standing next to you when it was happening. You know, <laughs> in my right? mom's garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. 3,000 miles away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Violence is Rob Flynn, of course, on guitar. Uh, Phil Demmel, guitar, Dean Dell, bass, Perry Strickland, drums, and Sean Killian, vocals. And uh, this album was produced by Alex Perialis. Yeah. So, excellent, excellent job. This uh, sounds great. I love the, the sound of this album. Um, production's really Yeah, the good. bass is really loud coming through my headphones here on the, uh, oh, hearing really? it like digitally through the second <laughs> hand. It's like, wow, the bass is cranked on that. Well, that's funny. <laughs> One of my notes is I actually like the bass sound on this album a lot better than the first album. And you can hear it a lot better, too. So, yeah. Um, that's often the key with heavy metal bass guitar. One, you got to be able What's to that? hear it. That's that's the first like thing to get past because there's so what? many albums we cover where you can't hear any bass. Guitar. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, sure. I, I could pretty much tell you just from my knowledge of knowing Alex Perialis, and if you go back and oh, listen yeah. to the years of shit that he did, he was the first guy to really understand that if you want a bunch of guitars that are an onslaught of like a lot of you know, the, 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 the low end, you're going to be competing with frequencies. So with anthrax, he went back and he, he went and he made more of a, a pingy high mid rangey kind of bass tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why, you know, and, and they didn't use him on the first album. That was John Cunaberti who produced our first album, hmm. who hated every second of doing both of our albums. He just was <laughs> not a fan. He got mad at me because I, I called him out on that recently and I wasn't ever talking shit. I just thought it was funny. I was like, dude, I used to think it was funny that we'd be in the studio and you pull out a joint and you say, I'm out of here. And then he's like, you <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't burn it with anybody or nothing. He's just gone. He's out of the room. <laughs> I don't remember that. I'm like, I do. It's all good. I don't, I don't, you know. <laughs> Didn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people point to Violence's first album as being their favorite. I think this album is far and away better than the I first like, album. I like it That's better, my, yeah. my opinion, but I think this album, start to finish, is fantastic. Every song is just, you know, God, killer. Just so good. So, so good. angry. It's <laughs> so yeah, pissed yeah, off. Yeah, no, it was angry. It was angry. And I, a lot of their anger 
you know, uh, was us, you know, like <laughs> for, forbidden and violence were very competitive. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that could be a whole other show in itself where it's like, it's all the stuff that doesn't matter anymore. But for, you got to understand the history here. We, uh, I approached Debbie Bono to manage us. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, she wasn't going to manage anybody after possessed. And then I talked her into it and then she did it. And once those guys heard that she was managing us, they had to, had to find a way to get her too because they were so competitive and they were like more probably more ready to be signed than we were at that point so once they had her and then we you know they got signed uh to mechanics and did the first album which was already pretty much written except for calling in the corner like i was saying and um you know had a just uh it was it seemed like it was going to be huge and then um we got signed after that and we you know we put out forbidden evil and uh and I think that they expect it to be big really quick. And yeah. Forbidden Evil definitely blew up a lot bigger, a lot faster. And there was a lot of uh, resentment. And Rob will tell you, you know, he's <laughs> like, as he said, I did an interview with him and, and Schmier. We talked about uh, all of our kind of old stuff. And he's all yeah. much to my chagrin <laughs> that, uh, you know, Forbidden Evil did a lot better than, than Violet. So he didn't expect that when he quit. Yeah, you know, and we it, we were shocked. You know, we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. So there you yeah. go. I mean, yeah, they were they were so when they did oppressing, there was some extra. Huh, you know, yeah, like, you can tell animosity. Like, Fuck <laughs> you. You can. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah the uh, and the, they kept, and the, they maintain that for those two records really, and then after that, I think they got a little disillusioned. Yeah. Well, the yeah, end of the yeah. end of I Profit. I'll play a little bit more of that. Hold on, because the end, he's so pissed off. Oh yeah, awesome. You can like see the spit flying while he's doing this. I know, like yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You're next to die. So (laughs) anyway, but you know, uh, the thing about violence that was so fucking great, and you know that people that never got to see him live in Europe didn't get to experience is there. It was their live show, you know, and they were off the hinges. Like, and it's, it as good as that is, it's really impossible to, to capture what they had live. Cause you know, the, I know some stories about when they made that album, they were, they're, they're pissed off. I believe they fired Debbie Abano while they were making the record <laughs> while they were freezing their asses off in uh, Ithaca. You know, like there was all kinds of stuff going on. You know, they were very, they were very resentful of what we had going on, and you know, we didn't have that much cool shit going on. It just, I think, it just seemed cool from where they were standing. It wasn't that cool, you know. But yeah. you know, nobody was, you know, rolling that hard at that point. But yeah, and we all, and the greatest thing about all that is that we can talk about most of that stuff openly now. And and we're all so happy to see Sean. Oh my God! Who yeah. was not the he was not the friendliest character in those days. You know, him yeah. and Perry were infamously really cruel and and mean, even to the guys in their band. You know, wow. <laughs> they were they fucking you know between Dean and Rob, those guys just got just constantly you know kind of shit on in those days. And people don't realize that because you look at Rob now and he's so successful, and people look at him like he's some sort of. Uh, you know, uh, dictator himself, 
you know, yeah. partially because the way that that all went down, he said, I'm never going to let shit get out of my, get out of control again. Yeah. You know, and then, and, yeah. and in turn, he paid for that. Right. Cause he had Phil devil playing with him. Yeah. And yeah. then there's a whole, there's old, old resentments and yeah. you know, it's just yeah. come back. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's human nature. If you don't yeah. really put yourself in check and, yeah. uh, you know, I know well, Rob's in check right now. He's very much in check. He's really, really humble right now yeah, um, yeah. comparatively to where he was. And it was a big slap to his face when all that happened. Yeah. And you'll never well, hear him say anything negative about any of those guys. That's good. Ever. That's really good. Well, that's, that is good. It, that, that's not we, the case all the way around. Let me tell you. Um, that's Rob's, yeah. Rob's, Rob chose to do that. That's his, that's growing. That's good. That's very good. Well, and it's, we are very lucky to have Sean Killian still with us. I mean, yeah. he was battling Fuck, stage four. Yeah, he was not looking liver. good. Like, it was. He looked, well, when we did the, we did his benefit, and this is all yeah. before we, I ever did your show. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I think it was before. It was around it was, that time. It was, yeah, like, I think it had just happened. Or, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he, up, looked, he, he looked really bad. I mean, I was so scared. And, and he was very, you know, he was, it was like meek and, and mm-hmm. humbled and didn't know what to say to everybody. Really didn't realize. Until the last few months, the extent of all the work that everybody did oh, wow. to get that together. And and even yesterday or two days ago, I had a friend reach out to me and say, hey, can you tell me like all the people involved? Because Sean was really wants to think if he doesn't understand. And I was like, <laughs> I noticed I'm like, that, yeah. oh, dude. Yeah, I, I just I took screenshots of everyone's profile. I'm like, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. I one. saw him He's posting like, that stuff on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he was posting like, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you, you thank to you. all yeah. the people. He's got more to go, really cool. and and yeah. no bigger thank you should go to uh, to Mark Hernandez, who I play with in Dress the Dead, because Mark was the one who's, who approached me and said, "Hey, dude, you know, I need your organizing skills," mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I was like, "Of course," you know, but Mark really loves Sean and all those guys. He played with them in violence. You know, he was he was the yeah. guy who replaced Perry Strickland. So, oh, okay. okay, you know, and and I don't think he got his proper due at the time. People kind of skipped over him, and other people started taking credit. A lot of people assumed I did more than I did. I just I just emceed the show because uh, William Howell got nervous and didn't know every single person that was on stage. So, Can you start introducing them? I'm like. <laughs> okay you know like all, that put me, all of a sudden in a position I was not supposed to be in so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but you know but you know mark is really the dude and, but we all banded together and yeah. we all buried all the old hatchets yeah. you know but within the band there was a there was a little there was a problem because rob couldn't agree to do the show uh fast enough you uh-huh. know because he was preparing for a tour and and I think there's more resentment, you know, between him and Phil, like Phil's like, can you do it? He's like, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I have to, we have a, a soundstage check that day. There's like a bunch of stuff. And then he showed up early. Then Rob was there with a guitar in his hands. One of the first people besides the people that were actually playing to show up. And, you know, he's on here. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like right on, you know, what are you going to do? And then yeah. the world of the world thing. That, yeah, and that's World in a World is that's a good segue because that's the first I think that's the first violent song I heard. It was the video on, on Headbangers Ball. I think you I think, think you was, heard their first album because I had it. Uh okay. Well yeah. that's the first one that really got me. That okay. really grabbed me. It was worth it. It's a great it's a great that, song. It's a great that song. That is yeah.
didn't uh, Rob sing that one too when you did it? At, he did. Uh, he yeah. sang it. He he put. This is how hard he works. He was so busy preparing for that tour. That's what he was tripping on. He was really like, dude, I I got. It. They had a light soundstage thing they had to do that day for their entire tour. If you've ever seen him seen that show, you know lights are mm-hmm. yeah, huge, yeah. huge mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he didn't, he didn't fuck around. No. So he's like, I don't know. And I, and I told him like two days before the show, I'm all dipped in. I'm all, whether you can or can't really shouldn't be the issue because you really need to. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a bridge for you, the fans, your old band. He, he kind of looked at me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, i know i'm like and then he showed up and then he brought a guitar like i said and then he just got a piece of paper and, and wrote all the lyrics out and played the guitar and looked at the lyrics on the wall oh my god kind of like because the cadence that's the other part of the story the cadence and and the the verbiage and the, just the way that uh sean sings nobody else can do it no and yeah. uh so it's it's i mean we had so many singers up there doing it that day and it was it was hard as fuck. And the first song you heard, Scott Holderby is the one who sang that. Scott from Mordred, and he did, okay. I think, one of the best jobs uh, of really kind of getting into the whole thing. You know, that just the whole da 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 da. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. it wasn't easy, dude. It, and he did right. a really good job. But some of these guys, you know, they didn't do as good a job. And it's not, and it's not even their fault. And I was standing right next to Sean, right next to Sean. I go. I, and I, he didn't remember this. I just said this to him when he put that post up, thanking me. I said, do you remember what I said? He's on. No, I'm like, I pointed right at you and said, it's your fucking fault because you made this shit too fucking hard. <laughs> and then he, he laughed at the time. And he didn't remember because he was so sick. He was so sick. Yeah, but he let, la- you know, yeah. but that's true. Cause it's like, fuck dude, your shit is so hard. It's like you a know? flow. And, he has a flow. Like a rapper has a flow. It's, it's one of the only metal vocalists I've heard where there's actually like a, it's a unique flow to it. It's interesting. It's hard to describe. Well, but it's, it's well. I, I think it it shows how intelligent he actually is. Yeah, you know, because he's on a different level, a different. He's coming from a different headspace, yeah, and and yeah. people either loved it or hated it. Oh and yeah, it was. You know, <laughs> yeah. and in the in the latter. Well, there's Joe over there who <laughs> is not a huge fan. So yeah, right. Well, the latter's the reason why they didn't really gain a lot of popularity. Yeah. And, and, you know, this whole resurgence thing, um, for is, is partially because what Sean had went through and, it, and it's really made them, people respect them, but it is partially because Phil was in violence and Rob was in violence and machine head is, you know, is a really, really big band. And that's part of the reason why the, this, this stage was set for success that they're having right now, because it's really given people a second look at, at the whole thing. You know, and, and as as it deserves, because it did get yeah. it did get overlooked at the time. And that, yeah. You know. Well, I'm very curious to right see away. what they what they come up with because now they've got they've got Bobby Gustafson on the band. Yeah. Um, who's also a, a riff guy, so that'll be yeah, interesting they, to see what they, well, they come yeah, up with. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Bob Bobby is a riff guy. He is. I thought it was interesting. You know, I knew Ray 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 played in violence. Um, you know, when Rob left the first time. And he basically just played rhythm guitar. And I was wondering, you know, what's it going to be like with Ray again? And he did the same thing. He played rhythm guitar. But then Phil was like playing all the solos. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Rob was very much in all those recordings and everything. Like, he was really there. Like, really there. And so it's been interesting without him. So I think Bobby probably is going to help uh, uh, carry the load more than maybe Ray would have. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. So, um, Joe and can I, Keith. Can I defend myself a little? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Eric and Tam and I, you know, in high school and a little bit beyond, we were in a band together. We, we pretty much liked all the same stuff. And um, it's rare that there was a band that <clears throat> one of us would like that the two of us or, or, or the two of us would like that one wouldn't. And violence was one. I just, I just never got into them. And I, um, and it's kind of, I, I don't even know why I didn't, um, why they weren't in my like orbit when I was in high school, because they, they would have fit right in with everything I, I loved. But, um, so now I'm kind of going back and, and trying to, um, catch up, play catch up basically. And I've noticed that I do, I do have some, uh, reservations with the vocals <laughs> at least the first mm-hmm. one. at least initially when i listened to this album i did um but it, it kind of grew on me it actually grew on me a lot I, I i i really like the album actually but it's just weird when i'm, I'm trying to figure out like how the why the fuck did i like this album back then? <laughs> you know what i mean like there was a lot of competition yeah I guess you, you don't was, have but, you don't even have to explain to be honest with you like because here, here's the deal. Not everyone's going to like everything. And, and sure. peer pressure is just as lame in music as it is anything else. Well, why don't you like it? Like, oh, I don't, I don't well, fucking have to. You, know, you don't have to like everything. <laughs> look, it's, and you know was, what? I'm not the you just – you're wearing an Anthrax shirt. I'm yeah. not the you just Anthrax fan. I like some Anthrax a lot, and I think other Anthrax just kind of goes beyond me. It doesn't mean anything other than it just doesn't appeal to me. You know? Sure. Right. right. Just, I, well, you know, I'm – there's just, kind of a running joke on our podcast about King Diamond. Like yeah. two of us love King Diamond and two of us really don't like King Diamond. So. <laughs> and it's the vocalist. Like I, I love the, the music, but the, the singing is I can't. Yeah. And, and he just, writes, you know, for King Diamond, like, he writes the majority of the music. He actually picks yeah. up the guitar and riffs out and, and <laughs> yeah. shows Andy how to, you know, more or less starts it off, starts him off on a lot of things. It's All the just, respect but, uh, in the yeah. world for but him, but just, I just, it's just interesting. Like no matter how much you, you, get a group of people that like sub genres of music, you're still going to split hairs and they're still going to be like, Oh yeah, of course. I don't like that. And I don't like, you know, and why don't you like forbidden? That? Forbidden was not loved. Forbidden was not universally loved at all. And a lot of people didn't like us because they didn't like our vocalist. Cause he was too good. You know, <laughs> literally like it didn't fit the mold of what a thrash metal thing should sound like to people. So, right. you know, I mean, they, they wouldn't say it's too good. This is too operatic. But yeah, the guy could yeah, sing yeah. like, you know, nobody else could even touch him in those yeah. respects except for Rob Halford. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I'm not, not everybody, you know, it's just whatever. You know, I, I'm i not here. Yeah. And no, none of these bands should ever be here to make everyone happy. You got to make sure. yourself yeah. happy and then yeah. occasionally you'll get lucky, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, should we move on to Death Angel? We didn't, I mean, we didn't yeah, get Keith's let's... opinion on this. Yeah, Keith. I mean, Keith. Keith. <laughs> the wild card. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, just just as Joe is, is referencing, I mean, this is, uh, you know, pretty much so much of the stuff, of the you know, uh, I was taking a left turn at, at punk rock at this point in my life. Uh, so a lot of these metal bands that you guys are all into, I never even heard of. Um, so, yes, I wasn't even aware of these guys uh, until we used them for, uh, I mean, we, what was it, two years ago was the first time? Yeah, we talked about, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. but one way or another, 
first off. I fucking love it. I really wish <laughs> I had heard Good. this shit like last back in the day. I mean, I identify with, you know, a lot of what the fuck is being talked about. I love the, I mean, we're talking about the anger. Fucking love anger. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I would say like in, in this specific album, oppressing the masses wasn't exactly too impressed by, but uh, besides that, I, I, you know, just taking notes down. I was, you know, listening to this a lot while I was uh, at work typing on a goddamn computer, like staring at a screen. It's so many times I'd be concentrating on all that day-to-day bullshit and it something would just fucking hit me in the goddamn balls. And I had to sit back, <laughs> hit rewind for a second and listen again. Cause I mean, everything was going on. I mean, let's face yeah. it. I I've got nothing to complain about. Well, besides oppressing the masses on this. <laughs> one. Um, I, and I'm really, I mean, the biggest thing for me, I wanted to see if you had anything about was uh, the torture tactics. Yeah. Like the song yeah. that got dropped from this. I mean, initially, what the fuck is that? I mean, at this point in time, you know, how the hell is anything getting dropped? And then I read the lyrics and I'm like, oh, all right, that makes at least a little sense. But still, uh, that was weird, though. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Yeah. Well, there, it was it was a strange time because remember the PMRC. And- yeah. yeah, but the PMRC was dead. I mean, when I mean, that one wasn't totally dead, the, the, the labels were on there, but they realized what they were doing was failing. And the fact that they were actually causing all of everyone to go out, and they were adding increase. numbers yeah. to those sales. Uh, I, 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 yeah, but I, OK, in Violence's case, let me tell you, technically, they were on a major label. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Mechanics was MCA yeah. and MCA was overlooking. So it was a bad uh, it was a bad marriage to begin with, you know. Steve Sinclair, that used to be with Combat, started that label, and uh, yeah, we we took a pass on MCA and Mechanics, um, and went with Combat. And even then, they suggested, "Why don't you maybe change your name to Forbidden instead of Forbidden Evil?" So everybody's trying to find a way to sell more records, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't back regret then, uh, rec- I don't regret record that at all. sales was the the imperative i mean that was pretty much the main source of income was only record sales i mean way back then you made some money yeah exactly (laughs) nowadays a record's like here here's my free record yep yeah please come see our show you need to be on the tour you need to be on the road every goddamn day of your life in order to make a goddamn penny these days but can uh, i just say that forbidden is a much cooler logo than forbidden evil probably would have been (laughs) Uh, like, yeah, well, yeah, no, it's it more symmetrical. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. sure I drew that logo on a textbook at some I point. I did. In high school. <laughs> I for sure did. Practiced. <laughs> Definitely. I, well, I drew the two skulls, the original two skulls on a textbook, and then had my friend who could actually draw redo it himself. <laughs> yeah. then, that, then that ended up going to Kent Matthews, and he reimagined something amazing. So, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But anyway, the, so Death best. Angel. Let's 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 yeah, go let's to, move on to let's go to let's Death Angel. Yeah. Yes, let's play a little Death Angel. All right. I love yeah, the drums being yeah, yeah, in this yeah, song. Yeah. Those drums, though. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, uh, so death, yeah, yep, great. <laughs> this album, yes, Whew. 
I think I, I didn't mention this at the top of the show, but we're talking about my favorite album from all these bands, by yeah. the way. Yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. I agree. Without a doubt. So, uh, but, but Death Angel, they're, uh, so the lineup is Mark Asagueda on lead vocals, um, Rob Cavastani on lead guitar, backing vocals and mixing, apparently. I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> Gus Peppa, rhythm guitar, Dennis Peppa, bass, and Andy uh, Gallion. Is that what I'm Gallion, yeah. Gallion on drums. Yeah, uh, and producer is Max Norman, who also the great did, Max Norman. Yeah, yeah, he did a bunch of good stuff. Yeah, uh, he did. A, he did. He did Diary and uh, Lizard. Yeah, for Ozzy, yeah. Mm-hmm. which are oh, way different. Shit. But okay, he did he's a still very relevant. I don't know which Megadeth album he did, but uh, he was... did uh, the first one. He started was Rust in Peace, and then he did Countdown to Extinction. Oh, okay. really? Okay. Yeah, very dry. He went on to be a very dry producer. Was what, what the approach he took it with the Death Angel album too? Yeah, it's very dry. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I love yeah, this great. album. What what I love about this album is it's not a typical thrash album. This no, is right. one of the first like quote unquote thrash sure. albums where you're like, holy shit, there's yeah. some like it's really weird. different stuff going on in this yeah. album. Yeah. Like, you know, Room with a View obviously is a is a big one that you can point to. But um Discontinued's like, got like a funk bass going on. Yeah, <laughs> even that there's like funk going on, there's everything on this album. And that's what I love about it. It's like not especially for the time for nineteen ninety. Yeah. This I remember like, when it came out, it was like and coming off their last album too. Yeah. Like, well, that's one thing I wanted to bring up with this because I mean, let's face it, there you, you hear just a ton of influence that has nothing. I don't know if you know nothing, but not, not a whole lot to do with a whole lot of other metal that was going on. Uh, but I think we talked about that with a few other bands that we've gone over over the last six, seven months. I mean, everybody, let's face it, points the finger to another Bay Area band about changing what a lot of metal was, you know, a couple of years later. Yeah. But I really think that maybe, you Ooh. know, you listen, when I've sat down and listened <laughs> to this, was Death Angel is another one of those bands. I know this, say this fucking every goddamn month. I never managed to get around to. I just didn't have a, I had a $2 allowance. And, you know, in 1992, I got my first job at Pizza Hut, was making minimum yeah. fucking wage. Yeah. So I didn't have cash to be buying a whole <laughs> ton of stuff. And Death Angel, I saw the videos. It was the video for um, Seemingly uh, Endless Time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing that and just be like, fuck, yes, I need to own this. This has got to be in my collection. And uh, I, I never uh, never got around to picking it up. I finally saw these guys live when they were touring with uh, Testament Mantrax in 2010, I think it was. 11. Uh, 11. Okay, fuck you. And they still put on an amazing show. We saw them. Oh, I was fucking blown away. I'm just sitting there in the crowd like, why yeah. the fuck? What was wrong with me? We saw them last year with Overkill, and they <laughs> yeah, were yeah, amazing. Yeah. They were awesome. But one way or another, back to the my point was the fact that, you know, really with these guys, I, I, I'll i be honest, this was definitely my least favorite of the three albums that were going over uh, tonight. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, I was I was a little surprised because, again, Death Angels, you know, I never got around to listening to them. They have a lot more going on in this album than I expected. Mm-hmm. And some of it I don't think worked as well as, uh, you know, initially intended. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, what? like uh, specifically, or I'll say stagnant. Uh, the group vocals uh, d- d- huh. just don't seem to hmm. be necessary. Uh, they, it would have been just better with him doing it solo. Hmm. Um, uh, Veil of Deception. Um, oh, I feel I like that, that one, they were like, I can't put my finger on it, but you know, they, they're trying to do something different. It's not thrash at all. No, but it's necessarily so... even metal. Um, it's but, like, good. They're doing some harmonization in the vocals, <laughs> which was, you know, kind of. You know that's not going on in a lot of other places in this album, but uh, what's that going on? I feel like they're definitely trying to do something different. And I just feel like it was <laughs> a it? good attempt, but not you know not a home run. This hmm. could have been like this can be a case of you hearing it now versus 1990. Also, 
Cause, True. Uh, yeah. Because in 1990 when it came out, it was like, it was kind of like when we talked about Prong. It was like, whoa, this is different. And <laughs> I like it. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> in fact, to speak to that, this was the one album I could put, I could put on a Veil of Deception or a Room with a View in my parents' car when they were driving us around and they were like, oh, they're not bad. Oh, yeah. Like, that's really nice. I like that Death Angel band. Yeah. Yeah. What are they called? Death Angel. Death Angel. Okay. Well, can, I, to, can to, I jump, can I jump in, in on this, guys? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. please. <laughs> well, you got you to know that those guys were our tightest friends uh, at that time in the, in the entire Bay Area scene. They were so close to us. And we went back all the way. I mean, shoot, man, you know, we used to see them at Ruthie's and all, you know, but uh, we really got to know each other. Um, when Debbie Bono started managing us, they needed a studio. And so they moved in uh, to our studios that we were in in, in Hayward and uh, they finished writing uh, Oh, um, what's the frolic through the park in the, yeah. in that studio. And, you know, I'd always known that they were different, you know, uh, being just, just alone, just being Filipino cousins. Okay. That separated them, you know, not to say that, uh, it, it I, you know, completely separated them, but that it just showed that, you know, they were coming from a, a more family like place. Then I started to realize they listened to so much other stuff. We used mm -hmm. to go to all the parties together we used to have, you know, go to the parties at their house and death angel was pulling influences from places that other people just weren't there yet. They were way into the chili peppers and fishbone and, and things way before that shit was ever popular. You know, I, actually I was too, uh, but I it didn't make it into my musical, right? It didn't make it into what I play. But when they started doing, uh, frolic, I started, you know, with I'm bored and stuff, I started hearing like, okay, they could, they're probably going to start really branching out. And then one by the time fast forward to Act Three, and when we heard that album, I was I was in just shock. I was just like, they're not even really a thrash band anymore. They're like fucking <laughs> arena rock, yeah. you know. And then and 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 I liked it. I was like, this is this is a huge growth, you know. This is a huge step yeah. up. You know, Mark can sing better. I hear Andy and Rob singing more. Yep. You know, uh, they both got totally distinctive voices. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and you know they're just they're just different and they're very, they were very open-minded and um, they carried a, a way different kind of swagger than all the rest of us. And they, and they weren't outwardly cocky. They were inwardly confident and very private. And we toured with them on uh, all through 1990, that entire tour we did was Europe okay. for almost two months and then States for almost two months. And that was the beginning of like a whole different relationship, getting to know each other. So, yeah, I mean, they were the next band up. They were the ones that were supposed to be on Clash of the Titans tour. Yeah, I, and I they got they got the accident. A yeah, week I, after we finished our tour, they broke off to do another thing, and that's when they got in that accident. Yeah, and that changed yeah. the history of metal because Allison Chains got the break. Yep, it did. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm very close to this situation. Very close to the guys. Um, love them, you know, and all of them. Each and every one of them. I still, Gus will still be at a show hanging out. Andy, I played with him in Spiral Arms for almost two years. You know, um, we talk often. You know, I just talked to Rob yesterday asking him how he's doing and how Will's doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are my, these are my homies, you know, like yeah. truly. And I, and I just think that on that particular tour and on that album, they stepped up 
to a level that all the other bands were trying to get to just stage wise uh you know how they i mean how tight they got they were a better live band than all the rest of us period still they are phenomenal still yeah they're amazing (laughs) and that's rob and mark just driving it home and and you know will and and ted deserve huge props for for being so focused and like doing so much of the hard dirty work um that no one's really aware of because they look at you know mark and and rob but there that's a unit still you know they might not be death angel as it was might be a somewhat death anglo you know, because they got you know, it's a couple white guys now, but they're fucking still amazing live, amazing. They definitely have one. I just, I have not, yeah. I can go on for hours about how much I love the guys in DA <laughs> and respect uh, Rob's songwriting prowess. And also, nobody sounds like Rob. Like, no. Literally, yep. like, as soon as he hits a fucking one note of his solo, you know it's him because yep. he's coming from a different spot. It, you know, you hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear that he's an Asian player. Like he, he wears it on his sleeve, and he's great at basketball too, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, that, like him and Andy are both fucking ripping basketball players. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I just—they're different. They're unique. I, yeah. I personally lean towards the unique, and I think Absolutely. great. You know. Well, they had so balls I was, putting this out, I think, didn't I? I mean, in yeah. 1990, to put an album out like this. Oh, yeah. They had some balls, yeah. I, I mean, this is, in the young, and as young as they looking back. Yeah, the only one younger than me on that entire tour was Andy Gallion. He, he was like, he's like a year and a half younger than me. Hmm. We were the two youngest guys, and he was so advanced, you know. They're all really smart. Like, there's not a dumb guy that was ever played at Death Angel. You know, they're all really, really intelligent guys. And, uh, yeah. Family. And weren't you, you were in a band with Andy, weren't you? Spiral Arms. Or was that a- yeah, Spiral Arms. Spiral yeah, we Arms. played yeah, together okay. for a yeah. couple of years. We did a record together that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One day, maybe. We're waiting. Well, they, 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 and they almost used- broke in Europe, too. They were supposed to, according to this Wikipedia article, article anyway, uh, Rob Kevastani said that they also were invited to do the Painkiller Tour in Europe with Judas Priest and Annihilator, and that got canceled, too, because, and, and actually Pantera took over for, for their spot in, in Europe. Oh, yeah, so yeah, and, and they're not bitter about it, you know, um, and that's that's a hard thing to do is not get pissed about when the breaks don't go your way. Yeah. yeah. You know, but Andy was definitely, Andy definitely was angry for a while and what as well, he had every right to be because he was the one who got the most, you know, a damage in the accident. He's had multiple operations on his face. You know, it was was like just so tragic and he's such a sweet, sweet dude. And I just, I fucking love that guy. And I loved playing with him in spiral arms. I felt so bad when the band took a shit while he was in it, uh, you know, because stuff that was luggage that was left over from before he got there. Like yeah. he didn't, he didn't deserve to get pulled into that, you know, yeah. Yeah. but you know, I, I just, I can't, I can't say enough about those guys. I just, they're my, they're just my bros, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This, um, this was for me, like it was an album I, I loved as a teenager. And then it kind of, I, I guess there's some albums you kind of put away or you don't listen to a lot over the years. Right. But I, I pulled it out again, you know, obviously on my, my uh, phone now. But um, And I don't know what it is. Like. Maybe it's the fact that I like headphones are so much better now or whatever it is. But when I'm listening to it now through my headphones, like it, it, it kind of was like a new um, – it was like hearing it again new. Hmm. And it, it, I loved it even more. 
Like, like yeah. I, I listen to it over and over. Like, it's just I could hear everything that everyone's doing better now, and uh, it's just, it's it's definitely one of my favorite. I would say thrash albums, but it's really it's it's almost it's bigger than thrash. Yeah, it's, it's just a solid. It is metal. way bigger than thrash. Yeah, it's just a solid. I, I, just, metal I, I album. fucking love this album. Yeah, it's yeah. fearless. It was yeah. fearless. It, yes, and all all the rest of the bands. I don't know that everyone had the same feelings we did because we ended ended up seeing them do it live every night, and we're just like I said, we were in awe of how good they were becoming. And they had a real asshole as a manager, just a complete <laughs> fucking dick face. And uh, <laughs> and but but that dude. As much of as he was a dick, it was he was one of the reasons why they 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 he challenged them to really just fucking bring it in, you know, mm-hmm. and and close everyone else out and just write the best record you can and be but you better be this live and you better step up. I mean, he was a fucking cocksucker, <laughs> but uh, and he toured with us too. He toured uh, toured the states and Europe with the guy, and uh, yeah, he he was as much to credit. For how much better they got as much to blame for you know some of their in, inner turmoil so mm-hmm. you know it happens managers when you let them into the fucking you know it's like you're putting a, a contaminant in anything right yep. Like, yep. sometimes it'll ruin it sometimes you know so yeah it's it's just, it's a shame that they didn't break but it's it's fucking amazing they're doing so well these days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, we almost lost them. I mean, there was a period where there was no Death Angel at all for many, many Oh, no, years. they yeah. were gone. Well, that's that was the resurgence. You know, the, the, everyone yeah. just got together for the Chuck Billy thing. But yeah. I couldn't even be there for that. But well, I think everybody was pretty good that day. But I think I think Death Angel proved once again they're better than everybody else. <laughs> we're all good. You know, everyone's good. But Death Angel is just like they're just a better live band Ooh. than everybody else. There's something... To the to the, a lot the of unity, yeah, yeah, and and Andy was a huge huge part of that. As was Dennis Peppa, and uh, he was playing bass back then. And you know, these Dennis was probably my closest friend in the band at that point too, hmm. way back in those days. And uh, over the years, I've I've come pretty close to all of them. You know, yeah, that's cool. So was it was Art of Dying? Was that was for me? That was when I was like, oh shit, these guys are back and they're badass. Was was that the album? They kind of made- was that the first one back? Yeah, that was the first one when they were back. That's like 2004, I think. So yeah, and you know what? Yeah. And they 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 used the guy that produced the Man Made God record for us uh, with Rick Rubin, who mm. was Brian Dobbs. Okay, and I know they they fucking did not enjoy that process. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good um, album. <laughs> it is a good album, but yeah. yeah, I just think Brian Brian has a way. He's a Canadian guy. He's super. He was super nice, but he he, he you know he wasn't the most. Uh, animated so sometimes you had to pull out your own fire yeah. you know like right. huh. I, that's what i that's what my job was during making the man made god record it's like walking around motivating everybody huh. yeah, he'd say something like hey uh, can you put a little more toot on that there <laughs> you know, like, like, what is that <laughs> oh, oh, what? but anyway yeah, I, yeah nice guy nice guy yeah they, i think humanicide might be like Maybe my second or third favorite it's Death Angel. My the second la- favorite one from last yeah. year. Yeah, is the so last good. The, the the last two albums, actually three albums, have all just been fucking oh ferocious, and that's so a lot of that has to do with with Will Carroll, who I'm hoping we're oh, still yeah. not hearing he's out of the woods. You know, Uh-oh. Will Carroll's still yeah. dealing with it and on a ventilator. You know? He's on a ventilator. So yeah, he's oh. been on. Well, dude, he's he's got I know COVID nineteen. Yeah, 
I, I knew he was nice to you. I just See, know. I was just looking that up before the show just to get an update. And it said an undisclosed or an un. They didn't. They weren't saying what it was. No one. No, assumed... no one. Actually, I shouldn't say that's official because no one said it's official to me. But the other guys did. Okay. You know, Chuck Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Holt. You know, and uh, they were all touring together. So yeah. it makes other. Yeah, there's other guys on that tour that are. No one's got it as bad as Will. Yeah. I think Will was just a candidate with. You know, he wasn't. In the greatest Does he have health. respiratory issues or something? Or? He might have. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and I just don't want to yeah. say too much because I don't know too much. And I don't. Yeah, I mean, I I yeah, yeah, yeah. We do not want to. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But I love all those guys, including Will. And I, Will, Will sang Subterfuge when we played it. Oh, really? Will sang it with us. <laughs> That's That's awesome. Because nice. he was the one who could sing like <laughs> more like fucking Sean than anyone else could. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I was going to get into it. Never give the drummer a mic. Never give the drummer a mic. <laughs> he was amazing. Go look it up. Go watch. Yeah, it. I will. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see everything I was talking about. It. Cool. So, but yeah, it's a pretty pretty fun little uh, version of that song up on YouTube. Well, and they, I was going to bring this up when we started talking about Twisted, but um, they helped with backing vocals on on out of out out of body, right? Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, they helped That's on out of body, out of mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we, yeah, uh, yeah that was that was amazing. I mean. You know, they were always, we'd always help each other out. You know, we didn't, we weren't around when they did act three because they did that in LA. They, yeah. they did that entire record down there. And uh, it was like a real, you know, you know, they had like $150,000 or something to work with. <laughs> like, we're like, whoa, what's that like? You know, we're still, <laughs> we're doing this for 40000 and fucking, it, it, the money's gone before you even start. So, yeah. yeah, but they, they did a real, uh, honest to goodness, major label record with that yeah, one. I, I read a little yeah. bit about that and they were saying the producer would say that's okay the song is done he would say oh it's not done you guys got to rewrite that and, and you know polish it up and like we thought it was done no oh, it's not done you guys gotta you know and like all the songs are <laughs> like max that. Like, is yeah max fucking norman yeah, yeah. and he's like nope, not ready it's not ready and he kept pushing them and pushing them they i mean they had the money and they had the time so they you know well, they, yeah shows. he really i think andy andy was put through the ringer more than he ever thought he was going to be <laughs> you know, and I and I also I want to I want to say this about the old Death Angel, and all those maybe the first records of real thrash metal album. Yeah, but to me they were far more of a rock band than a, than a thrash metal band, and that's part of one of the reasons why they're so fucking great. And and you know that's like a bad word to some metal people, but to me they stood out because they were just such a unique uh, hybrid of rock and roll and and. Yeah and thrash metal and then later the funk stuff but it was always just rock and roll and now you hear that but they're much more metal yeah they are <laughs> they're they're they they fucking you know that's that that would straight up be will carroll's influence you know like yeah but, and rob like, rob helps with that too though because his his leads are so unique that like even going back to frolic of the park like the lead on i, I always think of the lead on on board yeah or the way that starts <laughs> it's, it's just so this weird like the weirdest arpeggio you, you ever heard yeah life, exactly right? and you're like yeah oh, what the fuck but he does that stuff all the time and, and it's so and he's been cool. he gets challenged a lot in the studio now with uh jason you know jason hmm. challenges rob as a lead guitar player so rob who is yeah. always great has become much more well-versed because jason yeah. is like dude you know you gotta do that same run why don't you learn a new scale you know like uh, i'd be like fuck you dude you know but rob rob does it you know he yeah, fucking yeah. goes for it man yeah and, and jason's amazing too he's a great producer so those albums all sound really good they do they sound fantastic yeah, absolutely Holy jason shit. sukoff we're talking about guys okay okay he's yeah those albums all sound really good 
Yeah, we saw them in should... 2011 with, like uh, Keith was saying, and uh, my wife was there with me, and she didn't know Death Angel, and she was like, Death Angel were the best band there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> chicks, The chicks dig Death Angel. Like, you know, <laughs> Robin, Robin uh, and both Mark have incredible charisma and moves, and they they have a thing, you know, their chemistry. They're, they're their own tsunami of, of badassery. You know, they got their own thing going on. Yeah, no, they were, they're always great. Tsunami of badassery. <laughs> hey, the name of this episode. How is that not an album title? He just named the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> well done. We should play a little bit more of this album. I mean, we've only played yeah. one song, so we should get into it a little bit more. Oh, yeah, you should uh, definitely play. Uh, the songs stop. Uh, I remember uh, Craig was at a show, and he was live streaming that song, and you you said, I want a taco salad. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Now forever oh. I hear, <laughs> I want a taco salad. <laughs> oh yeah, the chorus, right? I want to fuck about it. Yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> Here it comes. Yep. <laughs> I want to talk a salad. Yeah. <laughs> Taco salad. Yeah, that's a reach. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Forever now is taco salad. Yeah. That was we used to sing that every night, dude. Every night. I mean, it fits perfectly. I never got so. up on the mic and did it, but we sang it to them on the bus, and they're like, ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> <laughs> <Help>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know hey man yeah they're, they're forbidden forbidden had our isms that they used to make fun of too, i'm sure so. oh, yeah <laughs> yeah like we uh, should play uh a little bit of this too right the, yeah i mean i don't know if you call this a hit but this was the one that was like the first song you hear about them you're like holy this is really different like this is not and this is uh rob on vocals mostly right I'll fade it out here, but I just wanted to, you know, I got to play that because, yeah. well, you know. I think you should probably do that Wait funk part that Keith was referring to. Oh, what song is that in? That's, uh... Um, I, that discontinued. Yeah. Yeah. Back, 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 yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where in the song? It actually, the funk part gets better later in the song, I think. The, the bass part. I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's kind of, it's... It's a little simplistic right away, but then later it gets really good. That's oh yeah, actually, my note on this song was actually the guitar is simple, but it, the drums make the beginning of the song. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's a simple riff, but the drums just make it so much cooler. And then you get to the funk part. There you go. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. 
I think it's a little more oh, fleshy. That's so good. <laughs> that is so fucking awesome. That is so yeah. good. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Eric. The drums make that part. That whole part is. Yeah, the drums well, just. Let's let's ask the two guitar players on the on the episode. Is that rough as a metal guitar player to like have the easy part? <laughs> oh, bass like fucking kick ass for a little bit, <laughs> and the drums take over. <laughs> <laughs> As long oh, as the song sounds good, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we try not to keep up with that anymore. To, to be honest with you, I, I literally like, yeah, I try. You know, whoever does the hard part, that's just your time. But yeah, back in those days, we probably did. Like, oh, dude, oh, I gotta match you. I gotta play it double yeah. time. What you're doing? <laughs> yeah, my my job was to primarily always hold things down. You know, so then I didn't really care about any of that stuff. This is the riffs are hard enough in our songs. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> Which is probably a good way to segue to what's yeah, coming next, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, that's All a right. good segue, actually. All right, Twisted in the Form, the headliner. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Huh? I'm what? <laughs> picking a song that. Uh, uh, well, we could. We could. You can't. You can't pick yeah. one. I would. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I love. I mean, the start of this motherfucker. Like, the, it's just sol- solid classic work, and it just. I, I love the I love how this album started. The note the right into the second track. Yes. God perfect. Shit. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Playing it. Oh, you mean like you will play the end of uh, Parting of the Ways, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, and then the way it goes into just uh yeah. That's the beginning. He's not talking about that. Well, that's what I that that's you were perfect. saying the way it goes into it. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. That's what we're talking right. about. The oh, you're talking just, about that. Yeah. You're talking about that? Oh, I yeah. thought you were talking about the vocal note that goes into Out of Body, Out of Mind. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's almost three songs in one, right yeah. away. Yes. Oh, this riff. Oh, love that. Oh. <laughs> so good. Not just the riff, though. The, the way the drums are playing off the riff. Oh, Dolvik. God. Damn. Well, I can't just sit here and listen to the whole damn song. I, I could I, sit here. Can I Not tell yet? you... Uh, How fucking no, ecstatic I am to be listening to this album with Craig right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite albums ever. Yeah. Ever. Awesome. Right. Awesome. I'll start to finish. I've oh oh my god. First <laughs> when we saw the we saw the hard and heavy with you guys, me and my brother were like, okay, you gotta find this tape. And we did it. <laughs> Fuck. Tape, yeah. Oh. Well, you know. You didn't get this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, but you're probably it's it's it'd be best for me not to I appreciate it, but let's let's <laughs> save let's save any glowing praise for this let's, let's when it. I'm gone. You know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh you know, but I mean bottom line, you know, I'm listening to that and I, I there was a few years where I really couldn't listen to uh, those two albums because I I would know what wasn't right or mm. we didn't quite do this two? right or the first two. Yeah. yeah. Like they weren't perfect. Like, Oh man, I wish I would have done that better. Or, you know, if we only would have done this, but I can tell you this, uh, 
when I hear the intro, I think of Tim Calvert and the late Tim Calvert. Mm -hmm. And I think because he brought uh, a lot of class to Forbidden. Uh Yeah, this was the first album with Tim Calvert. Yeah, this uh, is the first album. And we wrote all that stuff. Like he had like that intro, he had a little piece, like just the kind of the the way it started off. And then we kind of worked that whole thing in together. And then, you know, obviously I came, I did the next part, the melody of the, that was, that shows like kind of the, how our relationship worked. Right. And he was, came from a different school. He wasn't, wasn't really a thrash guy. You know, he was way more into Queensryche, Mm -hmm. but that's why, that's really why both myself and Paul wanted him in the band so badly when the other guys were like, I don't know, he's not really thrash dude. You know, everyone ended up loving him, obviously. It didn't take yeah. but you know, just a few minutes of being around him. Right. But uh, you know, but I mean he he just had an element that he brought to everything that we would have never had. And Glenn was great. I mean, don't get me wrong, Glenn was a great lead guitar player, but his writing skills and my writing skills, we made it work, but it was hard work because mm-hmm. really I had to take everything and work it in with Paul and it was different with with Tim Tim and I would sit down and write a ton and have it really intricately worked out and then we kind of bring it into Paul and might rearrange it a little bit but it wasn't nearly as much as Paul and I used to rip through the stuff yeah previous you know so right, there was right. just the chemistry that immediately happened and and infinite uh might have been the first song that we actually really wrote together in my garage um and I you know he didn't pick fast yet. He, he hadn't ever really picked fast. So those are things that I had. But if I had a riff, he would know how to harmonize it. He would know what, you know, he would know how to make it sound more dramatic immediately. Yeah, yeah. So there's this whole thing just started snowballing. And so, you know, that's when, when I hear that, uh, that's the first thing I think of. That was like, I, I was starting to write step by step in One Foot in Hell previous, even when Glenn was in the band with Paul. Mm-hmm. And, but I'd work on it before we left on our first tour. Uh, we, we knew we were going to fire Glenn, but there was a small chance he was sticking around, but we knew we were. So I was already working with uh, Tim and I was already showing him those parts and he was already working out stuff with me. And, you know, and Glenn kind of thought he helped write that song. I was like, no, bro, <laughs> like, no, that was, that was, you weren't, you know, you know, you were there. <laughs> was, when was, 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 there it. Glenn, <laughs> was there that, anything that, like, was there anything that Glenn brought over? Like, were there any leftovers from Simmons? From no. some of his stuff? No? Okay. No. So this was, so the writing on this, was that all done like on the road or in your garage? Well, or? those two songs, like, they, no, I started writing both of those at home um, and brought them into Paul. And then we, we kind of worked on them and then sh- showed them to the other guys. And, and we played, I believe, Step by Step and One Foot in Hell, one show in, in Europe on the, on the Sacred Reich tour. Okay. And then we came home and, and we let Glenn go like the day after we got back. Mm-hmm. And then within a week, we were playing at the Omni, we had a show already booked and we, we had a headlining show and we played there with Tim and worked out a dual guitar solo that no one had ever done one like that. Like out of our Bay area people, we had, we had a whole harmonized solo that we did. Yeah, and yeah. so it made me get better. Everybody got better. Glenn, you know, I mean, Glenn, uh, Tim got better as, as a rhythm player and a songwriter. I got better as a songwriter and a lead player and the whole band got better. And, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, we were we were on the fat what we thought might have been the fast track at that point you know it, okay. it just was like it was a really magical time for us yeah, yeah. and shows for sure i mean the production yeah. is great yeah. on it too the production uh, that's michael rosen right the producer that 
Yeah, yeah, he's a really cool guy. I just worked with him recently. He recorded some vocals for us on our new track because uh, the other studio wasn't available the day that wanted to do it. So Michael, wrote, it's the first time Michael and I got to hang out in a while. Okay. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, Michael yeah. wasn't really a producer. Um, hmm. Not yet. He, he was more of an engineer who worked on some pretty big records and did engineered some of the Testament stuff with yeah. Alex Perialis. And Debbie Bono was like, we wanted Max Norman. And then she's <laughs> like, we were looking at Max Norman or Dave Jordan or someone like that. And she's yeah. like, no, you know, you're working with Michael Rosen. I'm like, who? <laughs> but we ended up being friends. I went to his bachelor party after that. So, you know, yeah, like, so I didn't, I didn't introduce the band, but, uh, oh, yeah, so you didn't mother. Russ. So Russ Anderson is lead vocals. Uh, Tim Calvert on guitar, Craig Lissistro on guitar, uh, Matt Camacho bass and Paul Bosef on drums. Yeah. So, Paul. Yeah. Paul. Paul. Yes. Who was the mighty. obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, a lot of people, um, I, it's funny, dude. I don't even have to like, this doesn't even have to ever be brought to my attention. It just comes up a lot. A lot of people really like his work on the forbidden stuff better than the other stuff he's done. Um, <laughs> it's, a lot. I hear it hmm. often and I, and it's, and I think it's great either way, but I think what happens is in Slayer, he was left with a, it was already a predetermined yeah yeah there's a palette of, yeah of i see where sound, you're going you know, yeah, yeah you know and then with with forbidden he was he, he was innovative just like the rest of us we yeah, were was, we were coming up with things that nobody else was quite doing it like us and that was you know yeah he's not stepping into anyone's shoes in forbidden he's doing he's able to f- kind of be free and do whatever he wants in that manner where slayer it's more like you're I mean, I don't know if they were expecting him to have a specific sound like Dave Lombardo, but you know, but there's that. No, they wanted him. They, they, funny thing is like, Carrie's very dismissive about Forbidden. Like, ah, oh, that band that used to be in around Reddit. And you know, I, it, you just got to know Carrie, though. He's just, you got to know, dude. You can't take him seriously. <laughs> Nothing else matters but Slayer and Carrie's world. So well, yeah. it's Carrie's world. We're just living in it. And I don't have a problem with that. It's just, it's just funny, like reading a little quote here and there. It's just, it's always like this is backhanded dismissive. Thing, but yeah. they definitely, <laughs> definitely like Forbidden enough to want Paul Bosap mm-hmm. that bad. And he had a reputation as being really great when he had the one arm and he broke an arm on tour with us, or broke a hand on tour, and then finished the tour with one arm. That Jeez. was probably the beginning Jeez. of his oh reputation. God. That's not even yeah. Jesus Christ. Wait, how the fuck did that happen? Oh, wow. That's another story that I will not repeat, <laughs> but it, it did, but it did happen. And it made everybody in the band think, what the fuck are we going to do? And then Paul's like, I'll just play double bass and figure it out. And that's what he did. It it made him a better drummer, you know, and uh, that would, it made his reputation better. And he would have never gotten Slayer had he not broken his hand and and begun that reputation. You know, that guy has a secret weapon and it's a hi hat. The hi hat with that guy, no one uses Mm -hmm. a hi hat and thrash like he does. I'm like that, like that's a kind of a, like a, Almost or like, X hat. He he was one yeah. of the first guys to really use an X hat like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. you could hear it on Out of Body, Out of Mind. He does that in the middle. My favorite part of the song, the my favorite that 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 whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like my favorite part. And I always thought the X hat thing was the coolest. I was like, dude, oh, that's so cool. fucking. Good. I bet you're glad you got two hands now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, can well, you... yeah, I was gonna play a little yeah. bit. Of it. Oh, that film. Yeah, no. Okay, the, wait, he's just. Wait, wait, wait. We gotta stop. We gotta go back a little bit here. Is <laughs> <Why>? that <laughs> what he's doing right there? No other drummer does that. 
right? That's what I'm saying. Like he does these things that, right in the regular beat. Yeah, Boom, it's bizarre. Bah, 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 bah. I have another example of, of his weirdness that I'll, I'll bring up in a second. And I'm like, well, how, how would you even think to do that? Was he bored? Yeah. He's like, I got to do something else here. Okay, fuck <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I'm this good. I'll just like, fuck it. I'll do whatever else. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. An yeah. off time hit of the snare. It's like syncopated AF, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the technical term? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I think him and Lombardo are equal in terms of skill, but I think his technique is, is uh, I prefer it over Lombardo's. So do I. Personally. Well. I love them both. And, yeah, and I, I think, do too. But I think Lombardo, Lombardo is way more uh, snapped. Like Lombardo is very accurate. Man. Yeah, he is. And he knows he's very decisive. And the thing that makes Paul interesting is kind of what you're saying. Is he bored? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he, 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 he can't. He, back then, he could never settle on anything. So one of the problems recording with Paul was <laughs> he would do a drum fill in an odd time and then come back around and he would, I'd love that. He's all, I don't know what I did. So like that was part of the thing with him. It's so we, we would have to do a lot of takes sometimes, not because they were bad takes, but because he liked a certain part yeah. so much right. that, you know, like how do you recreate that? Well, we wouldn't. So he'd have to do another one. I mean, like certain things he'd have totally down, but other things he wanted to really just, you know, improvise. Yeah. And, and forbidden, he was allowed to do that in the recording studio within the confines of riffs that were done. I think in Slayer, I don't know what they do. I don't know. I don't know what he's allowed to do, but I just never get the feeling there was much freedom. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just never get, I and I don't know. I think that's the know? case. And he did some amazing things in Slayer. Oh yeah, you know, especially uh, live. Like first, live, yeah. I, feel, I feel like Paul is just incredible. Yeah. But yeah, it's like. You know, I, I mean, I love that guy, dude. I, you know, when he left, it, we were really upset because we were about to sign a record deal with RCA. Oh. And and he left like, you know, he got frustrated because we were, we were arguing about new songs and just a whole, you know, him and I were just, we were like the two skulls, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I had my ideas, he had his ideas. But Paul, I think Paul was really frustrated because he couldn't play guitar. So he really wanted to convey more and write more, but he had to sit around and wait for us. And then when we had all this music, then we'd have to sit around and wait for him to figure out what he wanted to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in the end of the day, it's like we kind of, it, it ran its course and as yeah. great as it was, you know, it, it just, it, it just ran its course. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just like, we weren't going to really ever see eye to eye on that level. But hit, later on, we did play together. He sat in with man made God and we did some shows and I've, I've jammed with him a few times, you know, I mean, I love Paul. He, yeah. he was like he was like my older brother. He really was. Yeah, yeah. So the album is forty one minutes, and I remember last time we talked to you, I think you said that you guys were kind of That's I don't know about, not forced into the studio, but you were like oh, rushed into fuck. the studio, right? We were so get the fuck minutes? in, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's only forty one minutes. Yeah. I would, I would, we need to sell, yeah. sell, sell. I guess, I guess yeah, all said, albums Testament, back then had to be. A, Testament wrote a whole album in a month. Why can't you guys? Yeah. And then our answer to that was, well, we want it to be really good. You know, yeah, like yeah. Testament was not, it was sold to black suffered, you know, Oof, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, but that was the role model. That was what everyone's like, Oh, if you get in and do an album, like, you know, maybe, maybe you get two out per year instead of just one, you know, it's like, fuck. 
So Forbidden was definitely not a band that should have been rushed around like that. But we, you know, we weren't big enough to fucking call any shots. You know, we were just like, all right, you know, whatever. What are we kind of going song by song? Because I would, I, I really would like to, even if we don't have to spend a lot of time on anyone. <laughs> okay. But Craig's here, and I fucking love this album. So, you know, let's do it. Well, we talked a little bit about Infinite. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about Out of Body. Well, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, Infinite into the to the third track. Oh yeah, yeah. The, how it's like it's like it doesn't miss a beat. If you're not paying attention, it's the same song, yeah. but it's yeah, not. yeah, yeah. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, Craig, were you the main lyricist in the band? Yeah. At this point, yeah. No shit. They're okay. very good lyrics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're really good. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to say they're partially by mistake that good. <laughs> Let me go back for half a second. Yeah. Uh, sure. When we did the when we did Infinite, um, we had another alternate ending for that whole analyzed cut to shreds locally, and it sucked. Oh, it was wow. just shit, and it was and I knew it, and I just couldn't stand hearing Russ try to sing it. Nothing was going to make it sound good, and I just said, "Guys, give me a while. Just let me go in the other room," and and I locked myself in the big room in the studio. Uh, and I, and I just laid on the couch and I wrote out that whole analyzed cut to shreds thing. And that was really, I mean, I wrote a lot of lyrics, um, on that album, some on forbidden evil. Russ just stopped getting, uh, is interested in, in writing about deeper subjects. You know, he's just, he just wasn't that interested at that point in doing that. He got more interested later, in it. but at that mm-hmm. point he's like, ah, you know, why can't we do more stuff like off the edge? I'm like, no, dude, I can't do that. It's, I was, I was like, I was 20 years old. I was a grown man. And that's the thing. I was like, I was a kid. He was a man, but I just, I, I was always, if you know me now, you know that I, I, you know, I was analytical. So back then uh, I was still a kid, but I was very analytical. So yeah, I, I wrote that in the, under those circumstances. And then like a song like uh, out of body, out of mind, which is, I got some silly lyrics in there too, but more or less it was, you know, about astral projection and, and, you know, getting mixed up in things you don't understand. And that guy, I didn't understand. I didn't really know what I was talking about for most of that shit, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but out of body, out of mind musically was written. Uh, that was one of the last things we wrote. And Tim, and Paul were banging their heads against the wall in another song. And they said they wanted to go down to the studio and work on something on their own. So basically that's the only song we have where the fast part was written by Tim. And then the middle part was all mine. So oh, okay. like, I wrote the halftime thing and he wrote the fast stuff with Paul. And, uh, and I fucking was so blown away by the picking on, on the fast part. I was like, dude, that's so killer. I flipped it around. I was like, ah, was like, done. You know, it was like, Eureka was amazing, amazing. Because I think we were really frustrated because we didn't have enough material. And, uh, and so when those guys put their heads together and then just we jammed my middle part into that song and then we had something, you know, and that's one of my favorite songs yeah. on that album. I, I just love it so much musically. I'll probably run a playthrough of that song one day. Um, that'd be yeah. cool just because i love it so much yeah. yeah 
did we get that whole like the that Russell part, like the the big middle? I know we were listening to the drums, and I don't know if you were talking about the tripping, the tripping into one. Or, yeah, or you talk about yeah, the, da, 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 the very Aussie esque section. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, did we get into that? We, we listened to it. Even, we listened to it. We actually. I was listening to the drums so hard. I don't even know because <laughs> the vocals there are so. That the vocal part is so awesome too. Like, um, if we can play yeah, that too, Eric. Let me see. Yeah, it's very Aussie. Yeah, very Aussie. Sometimes he did that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. There we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah yeah really good i mean and that's i'm sure i mean craig you could tell tell us better than anyone but his range is oh, just geez. unbelievable yeah there's never there'll never be another guy you know i try to I, people don't really understand unless you know like forbidden's a band if you know you know if you don't know you don't know and i and i have no problem with that i I don't Keith like didn't know him before this. <laughs> Keith yeah, was not yeah, aware. Exactly. Yeah. So he's a new fan. You know, it, it, totally understandable. But I mean, you know, if Russ's personality would have been more go get it and, 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 you know, actually allowed himself and his intimidating presence to do all of its own work, there would have been nothing to stop the guy. But he did have problems being confident, you know, for, you know, everyone has like things in their past. So, you know, he had things in his past before we ever met him, like those little voices. And that's, that's the problem with verbal abuse, you know, those little voices yeah. stick, stick in your head. And so Russ never fully took advantage of his stature, hmm. but nobody, and I don't even think Rob Halford, Rob Halford is Rob Halford. There's nobody can do what Halford did, but nobody can do as much as Russ. He like had more blades on his switchblade. Yeah. Or on a, a Swiss Army knife than yeah. anybody else. More tools, more blades, so and, and it can never be uh, demonstrated as much. Omega Wave is the best demonstration of it because he does everything on that album, and it sounds so mm-hmm. convincing. And he was so in tune in the moment. He was very confident when he made Omega Wave, you know. Yeah. And he had more perspective, and we worked really close together. And even writing the lyrics, we'd sit in this room right here, and I, you know, sure, I wrote the majority of the lyrics, but we'd work on those melodies like in depth. And, Sure. You know, that in those well, days, that, it's just, you know, he was a lot of that happened in the studio. Uh, did you ever see Forbidden Live, Tim? Uh, no, never got a chance. So, so my only knowledge of you guys live is that, um, that Philadelphia Ultimate Revenge, right? Ultimate yeah. Revenge, yeah. Too, yeah. And, and Russ is so, he's just, well, I mean, you guys are all kind of dominating the whole show, but yeah. He his presence is every bit as big as is Chuck Billy or anyone, and I just it's I can't imagine Dude, him having the like, Chuck Billy that he has Chuck Billy doubts. worships Russ in that way oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. because yeah because because Chuck Billy is somebody we've got to see a few no. times live yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Chuck but, but but Russ worships Chuck because Chuck is so confident so there's yeah you know th- those two. I always said they should have been a wrestling tag team. Yeah, you know, totally. great. They would have fucking, yeah. You know, Russ would have had the false set of slam. You know, right. you, down. But, you know, you know, they, you know, they had mutual admiration for one another. And Chuck went out of his way because did some things for forbidden, you know, brought us on tour in 95. Um, because he knew we needed a break, you know, yeah. 
we really needed one. So he brought us out for the distortion tour. And it was the dark days of metal. So yeah, it was like yeah. half those shows were sparse, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I just don't think anyone could have done what Russ does. But I, I say that and, I don't, and I'm not <laughs> looking for a plug here. But the other most talented singer I've ever fucking known, I'm playing with her. Yeah. yeah. And that she is like, if anyone could sing Russ's parts, Kayla could do it. And yeah, which is would be the weirdest thing for people to look at. <laughs> but my God, you know, I, I look at her sometimes like, is there anything you can't fucking do? And Russ was like that. Like, yeah. is there yeah, anything yeah. you can't fucking do? And there's, I've, I've been lucky enough to play with two of those types of people, you know, yeah. completely different. One is like a little five foot three firecracker, and the other one is a six foot four. That's crazy. Complete opposite to ginger behemoth, you know. But one of our our favorite things from that video, and 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 Eric and Tim are going to know this. Is I know. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I want to see you all as good as dead. Right here. See you all as good as dead. Right here. Before, way before a death metal ever creeped into anyone's That's right. <laughs> yeah. and that was our first yeah. out of town show. So we didn't really know what we were, we were expecting. And I think our adrenaline completely took over for that. Cause you guys we had, if you want to hear, you won. If you want to hear all about that show, go back and listen to the episode we had Craig on. <laughs> That's true. We, we, talk about. Was, we go really in depth about that show on that episode. Yeah, so we were, we were definitely really in, in over our heads, but yet definitely <laughs> rose to the occasion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Piss balloons. That's all I remember. From uh, Piss balloons. <laughs> the beginning of my friendship with Gene Hoagland. <laughs> oh. Throwing out piss balloons. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, drop one out the window right there. Yeah. God. Uh, step by step. You want to go into that, yeah. Joe? So much groove. This was the video song. Yeah. It, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. This was the um, video from um, Hard and Heavy. Hard and Heavy, yeah. Yeah. This is one of my favorites on the album. This and Twisted and Perform are probably my two favorites. Yeah. It's a perfect, so like... Because it's like a groove after the the beginning thrash, like fast thrash shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a groove song here. Catchy. Perfect. Yeah, that all happened place. by mistake, too. We, we <laughs> literally didn't know we were writing anything that catchy. I mean, that song, if the video would have been any good at all, you know, the song would have done really, really well. And again, yeah, what? That video is awful. What the hell happened with the video? <laughs> Fucking horrible. We had H Gun on tap uh, to do the video, who did Nine Inch Nails and, uh, they did nine inch nails in ministry. Okay. And oh, wow. we were there, we were already talking to, I was already talking to them and we were ready to do it. And Debbie again, who I love knew somebody was a friend of hers, this girl who worked on hard and heavy. Oh, man. And <laughs> she, you know, basically made a deal with her and said, no, this is who's going to do your video. And I'm like, that was, a tw- we had $25,000 to do that video. Wow. That's what we ended up with. And I it just, to this day, I'm like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> if we would have had H gun do it and they would have been able to do their amazing imagery, go back and look at those old ministry videos, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They did pretty hate machine too. You're like, Oh wow. You know, they were, uh, we were building a whole thing and then it's like, Oh shit. So, <laughs> you know, that's what happened in that video. So, but you know, the songs 
I, it's still, again, it's, it stands, you know, oh, and it yeah. has that little, so, yeah. uh, it has that little, I walk, I walk, what is it? I walk the world and melt with you. I walk the world and melt with you. <laughs> so I bring you down like that little new wave thing in there. Like, whoa, I just remember oh, yeah. like I came up with that idea in the studio and then everyone felt so weird about it till the song was out. And they're like, oh, that's actually pretty fucking cool. You know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, again, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were just doing it. But Russ wrote most of the lyrics to this song. Um, okay. I wrote the, like lines, but Mo- Russ had an idea because he had a real drug problem and he really knew he wanted to not be on drugs, you know, and he knew that it was it was a wish of his. It was just a tough thing for him because everybody in the Bay Area, we were all up too much, you know, not sleeping enough. It was like, it's just, it was kind of the yeah. thing. But Russ was definitely the most affected at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, mm. Twisted in the form. Let's move on to that. Can you play a little? As we go, as we go down the track list. Yeah. Uh, oh, right away. Yeah. Right <laughs> it is. <laughs> the reverb, the echo. Yeah, that delay, yeah. Yeah, that is. Digital delay. Cool. Is that what it is? Yeah, delay. <laughs> yep. This is a good air drum album. Very much. Oh so. yeah, 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 yeah. You just can't help it. Oh, that's the high. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. 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 so good. <laughs> before Vince Paul brick wall. That's right. Like, now he's yeah. doing it before that. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah. He's doing that on a yeah, like that double hit. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Yeah, so cool. All right, sorry. <laughs> I have to cut it off. I don't. I don't, I don't want to cut it off, but I can't hear you play everything. Yeah, all, no, we did know, for five minutes. We'll, 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 we'll fast forward this a little bit. Um, we can do that. No, I, I'll tell you something about that first riff in the song. Is uh, I wrote that uh, when Glenn was in the band. I wrote it in the studio with just me and Paul sitting there, and then Tim was actually hanging out with us. And uh, I think we were trying to get in a jam with him before we left on tour. And I had my delay and I just started doing that. And then uh, Paul did that little drum fill and then just did, you know, like that was the beginning of that song. And then I remember Glenn opened the, the gate to our studio and he like opened it. Oh, hey, Glenn. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is Tim. He's from Las Vegas. He's up here visiting right now, like totally uh, live, like oh. just totally like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean. That that one was a, a like one of those riffs you got written in the moment. It literally just it was a jam riff to us, and yeah. it turned into a real song. Obviously, yeah. and some of those lyrics that was definitely the, those are lyrics definitely written by me. And uh, I was very, I was always trying to figure out what was what what's what you know, being analytical. What does this mean? What is this? Mm-hmm. You know, so even at, at that age, I was way too much trying to figure shit out that was over my head. You know. Yeah. And, but there's some lyrics I'm really proud of in that song. The, story, the, the, way, the way the solo starts in that song, I'm not a guitar player, but the way the solo starts in that song is, is so cool. 
Oh, the Tim's uh, arpeggiated thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we used to oh, use yeah, uh, finger lick a chicken, finger lick a chicken, <laughs> finger lick a chicken, finger lick a chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you play that? <laughs> that chicken, chicken, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that whole> thing. <laughs> <laughs> no one made fun of our songs more you than us. You just I'm ruined it for me. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. From now on. I'm going to make fun of our songs. Let's get the pecan. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Play it again. I have to rewind it again. Yeah, it again. <laughs> Do it again. Tim was an absolute fucking genius, man. Is an absolute genius. He really, really, really was. And, and just and just on guitar, you know, he's smart enough at other things, but. His knowledge around the the fretboard, you know, he I don't necessarily know that he knew exactly what he was doing. But see, he broke his neck at a, a younger age, and he was in a halo vest for a long period. And I know he was wow. already doing sweeps, but he learned how to have the patience and and the technique to just do it. You know, in working in concert together, like getting your. I never had the patience to do sweeping. I just always was like yeah. well, leave that to the other guy. <laughs> if they're good at it, kill her. You know, but he but he was so good at that when. You know, so things like that, I mean, are a prime example of something that he did that no other guitar player did. Yeah. There's still, you know, even yeah, when I, he played with Loomis, Loomis had his way of doing things, but but Tim was an original. He was absolutely unique. And that that is a perfect example. All, yeah. all the solos on this record that he did are just like, yeah, he would start here and then go all the way here and then all the way back with one motion with his hand going back and forth. Jesus you know, Christ. he had that. He had that technique. So the fast picking for him was a struggle. You know, like that was sometimes he'd get like really frustrated. That wasn't his thing. Huh. You know, but the yeah. fact he could headbang the way he headbanged <laughs> was amazing after a guy broke his fucking neck. Yeah, right. You know, fucking <laughs> wild. <laughs> but even the guitar harmonies on this album too are, yeah. are like amazing. Just Yeah, we did some we were a great team, man. It, it's a shame, yeah. you know. It's so sad that he's gone and he wasn't the happiest guy. He was very bitter about how Forbidden ended and stuff, and it sucks because no one, none of us could get through to him. None of us could like, you know, tap into like Tim. Let's just talk, you know. And then he got ALS, and it's like he ain't talking. Mm. There was no talking, so it's just, it's just I, yeah. I don't beat myself up about it anymore. But when he first died, I was like, fuck, because we tried so hard to to reach out to him. He just was. He felt so betrayed that we just didn't, you know, keep doing it, even when it was like a dead horse, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I can respect that he felt that way, but it was it had run its course. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. 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 At least that no, time. Last time we, yeah, yeah. Last time we spoke, you, uh, <laughs> you said that, that you're still technically on nuclear blast. Is that right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is there anything that was ever written? Like, did you guys ever go back and write anything that's just like hanging out? Well, yeah. Or, I mean, with Sasha, yeah, we wrote. We would started writing. I wrote four songs, and okay. uh, you know, just there's probably just not really going to come out. Not going to see the light of day. Yeah. I don't think so. I think that era with Sasha's kind of here and gone. Um, yeah. You know, if, I mean, if we were to ever do anything, it would just be, it, I, I'm not going to put the work in for writing another record. Right. I, I, but that's a whole nother subject. I just worked so fucking hard. And, yeah. uh, and the, just the, some of the parts of the guys that just, I just end up doing it, you know? And it, yeah. Yeah. I don't resent anybody for it, but I'm not going to do it again. Sure. <laughs> just, yeah. 
Anyway, next song. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so it's, what were you saying, Joe? It's rest in peace. Is the next yeah, song, right? yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Rip. Did you, did you write the lyrics for this one too? No. No. Um, that's mostly Russ, actually. Um, okay. Which was some of the best lyrics I think Russ ever wrote. Yeah, these opinion. are it's it's they're great. Yeah, I mean, great. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> All right, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm I'm reading them as as we're looking at them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the way the way they fit into the music too, though, is I don't know if it's um, because he wrote them or 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 what, but there's a different. Well, we worked fe- on the melodies together. Okay. Um, We'd There's always a little bit different feel together. to this one, I think. The you know, there is guard the nation kind of. Oh, that riff! Fuck it. Yeah. So you've almost got like four different melodies going on there because you have a, a harmonized guitar and you've got two vocal parts going on. At the same yeah. There's yeah, no, synergy there. It's a great like, great vocal performance there. I, you know, Russ has a, uh, he just had a simpler approach to lyrics, you know. Um, yeah. They they weren't as, as, as uh, uh, well, lack of a better word, they just weren't as brainy. You know, he didn't try to write as deep of, of, of subject matter. And but what he did do is he laid things down you know, like yeah. a simple story. He's, he came in with that one. We didn't necessarily have the lyrics. That song was originally called Tearing Your Soul Apart, I think. And it was kind of, or Ripping Your Soul Apart. I think it was from from the, what was that movie? The, uh, you know, the one with the fucking, uh, what are they, the Cenobites? Hellraiser. Oh, okay. We saw oh, Hellraiser. Okay. Yeah. We're going to tear your oh. soul apart. <laughs> and we said that oh, to the yeah, record yeah. label. We're going to play this song we did at the Foundation Forum. It's called Tear Your Soul Apart. They're like, why do you come up with such a long fucking title? <laughs> so, so we ended up, we ended up doing a rewrite. And again, written pretty much like, you know, when he went home in between studio takes and came back and had those lyrics. And, uh, and I don't think I was even there the day that he recorded that. I came in, I was like, dude badass you know why don't you do yeah. that more often fuck make yeah. my job easy yeah. you know but yeah he it's just it's really good and the music i think musically that song has so many cool parts going on mm-hmm. um the whole when the when it gets to the middle section after the chorus the the little da 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 was some really in-depth i hope eric stuff that tim and i worked out like super in-depth the picking was so fucking hard so the drums too 
Yeah, it's so cool how everything is, you know, locked in, syncs perfectly yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, locked in is a good word. Yeah. There's a drum thing at 4:35 in that song that is bizarro. It's, it's like a ghost note. Yeah. Oh, that ride there too. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. Good. Shit. Shit. <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah. All right. It's is weird. It? <laughs> is that a one-handed roll? How it's like a ghost yeah, note he's, roll. He's doing a ghost thing. roll. He's doing, so he's, he's just coming so off like, on the snare. But they cut it, just so dragging just one, it. It's just the one hand and he's get the ride? Yeah, he's just dragging it. Like as he comes across, he's dragging it, dragging it. Nobody it, does it, that. It never, Nobody no. else we couldn't, does that. We couldn't ever get it loud enough. There was no amount of gating because Michael Rosen recorded the drums with gates on them. And okay. Paul was so pissed off. He's like, why'd you record him with gates, dude? You're supposed to put the gates on after. Go, hey, I didn't know you were going to do so much stuff, you know? So, like, some of that stuff just got lost. And that was one of the things that got lost. And, and you hear it, so it sounds yeah. even weirder, but he didn't. it wasn't as prominent, you know? It was really cool. And, and I will say, you guys were looking for the word that locked in. It's called syncopated. And that was really the beginning this album was the beginning of my whole career where I syncopated drums all with my riffs. And, and, you know, uh, but Paul was really good at it. Uh, Steve Jacobs is really good at it. And Mark Hernandez is really good at it. Like all these three, these guys are so good at syncopating and, and coming up with interesting things off of, but playing with the riff. But that, that was, yeah. this song is a great example of that with that whole section of, and those little dunna 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 all those little dunts of the dunna 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 those are upstrokes. Oh, okay. Oh, so those little unorthodox things drive guitar players crazy. That would drive me crazy. They don't figure their stuff out correctly. Up? Why are you doing it up? That's weird. Why would you do that? I. That's. I don't know. I'm an asshole. I can never. I can never explain what I do. I can't really tell what's what is is it's Matt Camacho on bass, right? On this album, Mm -hmm. is he he just can you hear him? That part I I can't. I mean, there's some there's the bass is not booming on this album as it. it It's it's not. He didn't quite get he didn't quite get (laughs) newsteaded. Right? uh, No, 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 not at all. Not even close. But (laughs) well, Matt, you know, Matt was. he was he was a, a, a serviceable bass player at that point in his life, and then he became much much better later. And, oh, yeah. But that was yeah. really like a lot of the music was was over his pay grade at that mm. point, you know. Mm. And nobody was getting paid, so. <laughs> but, yeah, like, but, but he's what is he? Is he just kind of keeping up at that point? Like he was keeping up. He was keeping up. Or, he was yeah. between he was between using his fingers and trying to see if he was going to use a pick. And yeah. you know, if you watch Matt now, he's fucking amazing. Like if you yeah. watch him. He's like Mr. Two-Handed Technique. Fucking, he's like, <laughs> yeah. he got really, he got a good. But, you know, after we did this album, after the tour, we were we were like on him, like, dude, you got to get better. We almost fired him. You know? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We did actually fire him for a week and no one knew. And it motivated <laughs> him to get, to get lessons. And, you know, he went and got better. So Matt's really great. But at that, at that point, he was, he was the dude with the hair and the chicks dug him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was our friend and we loved him and he was our bro but right. it was not yeah. great yet and yeah. he did some cool things on that record you hear him here and there 
but sometimes he, it's a little buried because he's trying to mirror guitars. And when you right. mirror guitars, yeah. you got to write a separate bass line. And that's the, yeah. the, every record beyond that. We, the bass lines are always a separate song unto themselves mm. for the most part. Mm. Cool. Okay. Next one is an instrumental. Hey, I got to say, he's pretty handsome. <laughs> in 1990 Matt oh yeah then I don't know how he looks now <laughs> he's Probably he looks he know. looks like Matt just a little a little heavier oh we all <laughs> well, got a little super, heavier so. he was super skinny back then man yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but you know uh, can I just say before you go into uh, Spiral Depression that really is a Tim song uh, he had written it mostly and had a whole idea like it was about Germans, German soldiers in trenches and this whole, this creepy no. thing. Yeah. And, and, uh-huh. and we didn't have enough material. So guess what? Tim, pull that song <laughs> you out. The album. Congratulations. <laughs> I, I, I added a little bit to it, but not very much, but it was mostly Tim and the, and the time signature in the end and the whole chord progression he's using is fucking genius. Like that whole, that whole weird thing that happens at the end is so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about this part? Yeah. This whole, yeah. Spooky. So you're saying he had a whole song, like a, like a four-minute song written around this? No, it was really just, just this like, piece of music. It just was just a piece okay. of music, and, and it was just it was his own thing. And then, you know, yeah, I just added a little bit to it. And then all the all the swells, and then this, I tried to figure out every note that didn't belong at the end. Like all the things, mm-hmm. all the swells are like all off, off key. Like none of them are, it just needed to sound as tense as possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was it, it, what would have been considered a throwaway track, I think turned out to be a fucking great addition to the album because oh, it gives yeah. you a break between all this other stuff where it's like mm-hmm. you get one moment to fucking go, what the fuck am I listening to? It's creepy. And that, that's one of the greatest uh, character, characteristics forbidden had is that we're dramatic, you know, especially yeah, we, from we twist, about twist and the form on, we were very dramatic. Yeah, we talk about that with other albums too, where you have like, you know, there's little breaks, like New Order is kind of like that, right? Where you've got these little instrumental breaks between songs that it gives yeah. you a nice little palate cleanser almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like that. Yep. New Order's great too, yeah. That's my favorite testament album. Yeah, but, too. Uh, yes. Well, except yeah, for think, Keith. We're not getting back into that. <laughs> I think we all agreed except for Keith on that. Yes, we did. Yeah, but that's right. The the thing about the uh two the hours later. The breaks the breaks. I don't got that out. much time. I told my wife I was gonna be out an hour and fifteen minutes ago. I think the breaks on because you uh, okay, to compare it with the the new order, you have those two um guitar sort of solo parts, right? Or mm-hmm. not solos, but you know, interludes. And then on this album you do too, but they're much more striking on this album. And and I think they cut through a little better. The uh the first and the second one on on Twisted in a uh, form are are quite different, whereas um New Order, they're kind of I don't know, I don't want to say they're the same, but they're kind of the same. Well, <laughs> do you think? Like I mean, I mean 
It's yeah, but I mean, there's Alex, nothing on this like album that's like just write something and, and there's and nothing on this album it. that is like, like spiral depression. I mean, when it comes to the New Order stuff, sure, both of those are very classical based and, and blah blah blah. And yes, very much they are a cat palette cleanser. They sound good and they they have their place in the album. But sure, there's, but I mean, and as much as it's incredible music, it's it's nothing. You're not like we're not gonna talk too heavily about that this thing is just like a curveball on the fact that yeah. you know nothing else really matches what was going on right, i love it because weird... it, to me it reminded me i, I thought i was kind of listening to a little bit of king diamond um oh yeah yeah just, you know it gives I, you that I, I like that. little like what the fuck is going on here and um, shit at the <laughs> like who the hell is behind it's me creep. right now yeah you know, they're holding a knife yeah it's some creep, creep, random creep. weapon yeah absolutely yeah but i i think i think that this uh this album and the song and this everything, it really set the template for forbidden. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I tried to honor what Tim did somewhat when I wrote, uh, what is it on, on Omega wave? There's the, uh, forgive me while I forget my song titles. <laughs> uh, oh, um, we can chatter, add it. Don't worry. Chatter, mm-hmm. chatter, okay. which is in between swine and dragging my casket. And it's, I, I kind of, like tried to do what Tim might want, you know, want to do with chatter a little bit. Um, and, but it has all the vote, uh, all the talking over it and all the, you know, conspiracy stuff and just every, all the paranoia, you know, chatter. But, uh, yeah, it's like I was trying to kind of, I was imagining what Tim would want to do. You know, Tim was alive at that point when we did that album. It just wasn't, I do, we asked him to do the reunion. He's like, no, I'm a pilot. I'm not interested. You know, so, wow. you know um, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, let's just, let's just leave it at uh, Spiral Depression is, is a perfect example of, of Tim's acoustical prowess too, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I played on it too, but you know, like I said, that was really ninety-five percent Tim. Yeah. You know, doing this thing. All right. Uh, Tossed away. A little bit of that. Hi hat. Hi hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The theme. I love that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Heavy as fuck. It's, it's just like a boom bash. Yes. Boom bash with this fucking rhythmic boom bash. Boom bash. Guitar. Boom bash. That's right. And I, really oh, Tim, I think Tim's on board with this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just. This is this is not your your typical. Thrash. This is not. This no. Is something different and special. It is. I, I know I'm talking all over. The phone, but <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. You can't. We'll let it back. Edit you out. <laughs> it's one of the yeah, best no, songs I, on the I, album. I, I didn't really. I think we didn't say this, is but so I. It's so simple there, and it makes the vocals and the guitar, the riff, like fucking in your face. And. It, well. Yeah, we try to not have everything busy all the time. Paul Paul did at times figure out when not to do too much. I think we might have had that discussion on that song. Like for the <laughs> seems verse, seems like like yeah. for the verse, can you like like pull pull back on the hi hats? It's, it's so perfect. 
vocals fucking... stand out a little bit more, you know, because the, the riff is incredibly busy. It's funny because it's that might be seeming like one of the simpler songs on the record when you listen to it, yeah. but it's one of the hardest songs to play. Uh, hmm. The guitars are constantly moving around. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a bitch. Like a lot, a lot of the stuff is just really really hard to play, you know. And that's yeah. why you don't see a lot of people walking around doing forbidden covers, you know, like, yeah. because <laughs> if they do, they're gonna they're not doing it right. And partially <laughs> well, because it's like hard, anyway? and, and partially because our albums aren't the most audible. So you know, sometimes you can't necessarily hear exactly what's yeah. going on. But more mm-hmm. more the yeah. the former than the latter. And yeah, yeah but that song uh, lyrically. You know, I was coming from a little bit of a place of like, uh, you know, it kind of relates to now. You know, it, re- it relates to any time where the, the separation of, of giving a shit about somebody that might be just in your peripheral. You know, the guy standing on the corner with a sign, you know, just like, yeah, what do you care? You know, it's not it's not my problem. And now, you know, if you, you know, people that needed help before, well, the, you know, they want free stuff. And now people need help. And, oh, you fucking, everybody wants free stuff. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's yeah. tossed away. I remember my my brother, of all people, he was, you know, amazing guy, but he doesn't like metal. You know, the heavy metal to him is Jethro Tull. So when they won the Grand, <laughs> it made perfect sense. <laughs> but, it, but what he said to me, he told me, um, when we got home from touring and he, he goes, Hey, you know, I, I, that song tossed away. I, I, I literally cried when I, when I read the lyrics. Wow. Oh, really? Oh, wow. He's like, yeah, because I, I knew right where you were coming from. I understood exactly what you meant. You know, just the disposing of people, just taking life by ill dispose, you know, just get rid of them. They're, they're not my problem. And so that, I guess that's my mom's influence in my life. Cause she's always been a very giving person. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's yeah. just, you know, little things come through, but at 20 years old, I'm not really thinking too deep about it. Just doing it. You know, it's just, right. I figured this is a subject that needed to kind of be, be touched upon. And that, and that's yeah. what it was. And I will say that that solo is again, that's 90% Tim and uh, it's fucking, you know, until we do the harmony thing there. And it, but it's just like, it's just so, like, he's so dramatic. You know, he was just so dramatic. <laughs> he was telling a story. And, um, I don't even know that Tim even heard the lyrics when he wrote that, but he just he related to it on his level, you know. Cool. And it's just the kind of stuff I, I really look back on. I'm like, wow, man, how fucking lucky did we get to even hit all the, all these things when we really didn't have yeah. a fucking clue what we were doing. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the lyrics really apply today, too. Like, the whole COVID-19 thing and people be just like, I'll just go outside because I don't care. I'll, if I get it, I'll be fine. Fuck everybody else. It kind of applies yeah. to that too. It really. Yeah. No, it, it's incredible. It's incredible. You know, but that's just human nature, right? And that's yeah. why some humans, you know, that's why no one lives forever, dude. I mean, if everyone was cautious and everyone was smart about everything they did, you wouldn't have the fucking Darwin awards. You know, you yeah. gotta have people, <laughs> that's the truth. people need to fucking eliminate themselves. But the problem is they take other people out with them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's the problem. The problem. Now, yep. Yeah. Right yep. now, especially. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a funky scene out there. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funkier, funkier than I've ever seen for sure. Um, yeah. It reminds me of the days, the post nine eleven days, like the couple days after nine. It reminded me of that too. It feels like it, that. I got that feeling too. Yeah, it's just like because it's, it, it's an unknown. Yeah, like you're fearing something that you're not having control over. This yeah. feels you know way I mean? worse. 
we didn't uh, yeah we didn't to me it feels more like the dc sniper days yeah that too that too uh, yeah the dc sniper oh, yeah. days for you sure. know i i you know i wrote about this you know yeah. but at the time it was swine uh, and uh it, on omega wave this is you know mm. precisely the, the attitude uh you know dispose of the useless eaters um you know ultimately if you're not a consumer you're not really worth anything and no one's a consumer right now <laughs> that's right. so you know you can't you know that's why we're talking about sending people back to work it's like a sacrifice for the good of the many you know my, my friend did wrote a, an incredible uh analogy comparing what's going on to spock yes and kirk <laughs> and they're and they're and they're talking about the needs of the one over the needs of the many or needs of the many yeah. over the needs of the one yeah yeah here we are mm-hmm. you know and t- don't think for a second there aren't contingency plans for everything right yeah. that's why that's right. why there's millions of coffins like located in fucking barren parts of this country because you know they need them just in case just in case yeah. you know that's just what this just the world you live in and america is prepared to that level now that makes you wonder why they shut it down beforehand it didn't tell anybody yeah for a while it's interesting no yeah <laughs> but anyway that's for the next record this one's about rainbows and butterflies well well ironically enough the next song is one foot in hell oh, yeah. this so. is easily hands down <laughs> the best i love this fucking tune oh this song this yeah. one, this fucking awesome it's a motherfucker yeah You know what the best line? Keith. You really agree, right? Which one? What? The best line in this. What's, what, I, I want to know your favorite lyric. I can this, this song is. Um, yeah, you see, I've been trapped at home with a six-year-old and a three-year-old for the past week. <laughs> That's I have not listened it's... to this album in quite some time, and no, <laughs> my three-year-old isn't going to be listening to it with me. So um, <laughs> I, I, I did not remember any of the lyrics. And I, it's... Yeah. Let us hear a little bit of it. That's it. Yeah. Right there. That's my favorite. That is very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Worship yeah. on Sunday. Forgotten, forgotten all week. All week. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys right now that that song, uh, like I was telling you, I, I started writing it with Paul before we went to Europe for, you know, after Forbidden Evil, before we went to Europe for our first tour. And I was coming home from practice and I, and I actually started pumping those lyrics out to him. And I had them written, like I had probably had a school book with me or something. No, it was after school. It was, I was 19 at the time. But uh, yeah, I, was, I started, like, this, this, is, this is my view of religion from when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. Basically, one foot in hell is exactly what I always thought religion was to me. A bunch of people coming together and congregating on a Sunday to try to wash away whatever they did all week. Yeah. To pretend yep. that everything is, you know, I've, I've taken care of it. I, you know, I handled business. I came to church. I did, I, did my I paid my tithe. I tithe, <laughs> yes. you know, I donated. And this was my cynical view of, of religion back then. And I remember saying that line to, uh, to Paul and he's just all, dude, that's killer. He's all, but he felt weird about it. Cause he, he came from a very Christian background, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah. very, very, oh, very yeah. Catholic. He's all, dude, that's a, I'm like, 
it's going to be in the song, dude. It's going to be in it. Oh, we'll go write it. You know, we'll go do it. <laughs> then he dropped me off at my house, and I'm going. I wasn't driving back then, you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was. It was the onset of me writing more lyrics because I that might have been the first group of lyrics that I wrote for that album because um, that song's probably the oldest one on the album. Oh wow. Well, yeah. That and step. That and step by step. Huh. You know, like I was saying, because I was writing those before. You know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, but that that. Uh, yeah, when I when I look back at that whole thing, um, again, not having a clue what we were doing, but somehow we nailed it, and and that song is very simplified version of of you know the hypocrisy of religion. Organized you know? religion. How did, yeah. So that that song's rhythm, like the the just the groove of it, is very different than pretty much everything we talk about in 1990, right? I mean. It's, it's just a yeah. groove. It's 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 almost. I wouldn't say it's Black Sabbath groove, but it's it's a slower, no heavy you know groove. Like like what did you did you guys plan on that initially? Like no, we don't. We really didn't plan much out, man. It's like you just you're just reactionary to whatever's around you. And well, the one thing we did always plan out is to try to never pull in too much influence from anybody else. You know that's why we always sounded like ourselves. When, mm-hmm. when a lot of bands, yeah. you were blatantly like, oh, this sounds like this or that sounds like that. Yeah, uh, It's harder to put, you can find things, but it's harder to put your finger down on what it is because we're just trying to be unique. Because there's, right. I used to say there's nothing original, but everything is unique, you know? Yeah. And, and we were just trying to find our way to just be ourselves. And and I just don't, don't think there was too much like, the only guy who used to really overanalyze things was Paul. Paul absolutely, we used to call him the professor because he'd sit there and oh, well, I really think, and I really think, you know, <laughs> and then that's, that's part of the charm of why he does the crazy shit he does. But I explained that to you too. You didn't always know what he was going to do. Right. Yep. The next take might have been a little different. Just the drum, <laughs> just drum fills and stuff, you know, not, yeah. he'd have Fucking his drummers. beats. His beats would be figured <laughs> out, but, you know, it would be like, if we were, you know, some guitar players don't like to figure out and orchestrate their stuff. They like to just improv it and, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. Paul, Paul's, yeah, Paul's <laughs> one of the fucking guitars. I'm the guy who, like, I, if I can't sing it, I'm not going to play it. So I write my <laughs> solos out, you right. know, mostly, yep. mostly. So <laughs> everyone's, each one has, there's no right way or wrong way. It's just the way you do it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Forbidden was a band that was just, taking a, a stroll without really overanalyzing much at the time. And, and looking back at it now, I can listen to this stuff and not cringe when I hear something anymore. You know, I, I, I listen to it now. I'm like, I can enjoy that. And yeah. I can tell you that I've, I've actually just listened to two different remasters of the first two records that are going to be coming out on vinyl. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and they, and they're, they do set, they sound better. Yeah. They sound better. No, awesome. warmer than more, more for vinyl. And, it, and that's what they need to be. They don't, you got to master differently for vinyl. So. Yeah. Okay. Is that in celebration of 30 years or is it just because you were, you wanted to do Yeah. Something? Well, yeah. The Century Media is putting out a bunch of stuff. Okay. And they're going okay. through the old, they got the rights back. They got them back from Sony again. So, oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're being, you know, I helped them write some liner notes and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely be I getting will be those. buying that. Yep. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah they, be, they, better give us, they better give us some copies. <laughs> <laughs> For real. 
It's weird when you Kinda create your own, uh, when you create your own art, you're, you're by far your own worst critic. I mean, I, I do photography stuff and I'm always like, that fucking sucks. People are like, oh, it's great. And I'm like, nah, it's not good. It's just a weird thing. Like you look at your own stuff like, nah, that's not what I wanted it to be. And people are like, no, it's great. It, it, it's weird. Well, the, the thing is, is that, you know, it's minutia, right? You, you're, you're in the moment. You're like remembering everything and what you really wanted to do. And then what yeah. you ended up with might be two different things. Yeah. But you look at it later and, and it's, it's just not healthy to kind of overthink it like that because quite frankly, no matter what it is, it's a, it's a, with photography, it's a snapshot in time with music. Yeah. It's a snapshot in time. So yeah. nowadays I can listen to all of it and it, and it doesn't bother me. Um, because it's, it's, it was what was going on then. And if it wasn't perfect then, then that's how it was supposed to be, you know, yeah. like that's okay. Yeah. Uh, it took me many years to come to this spot. I, I, you know, I'm 50 years old now, so I look at music much differently than I did when I was a kid. Everything had to be perfect. And, ah, you know, <laughs> work so hard to fucking make it. That's what it sounds like. Listen to that. Fucking yeah. drum. It's yeah. just a waste of energy. Yeah. I'm very proud of what we did. I really am. Oh, I, you I think be. everybody, yeah. everybody's great. Like all the guys are great. We, you know, it's just, we're, we were a band that suffered from just not necessarily being in the right place at the right time. And you yeah. can't, well, other bands I know that they're, they're, they're more pissed off about that. You know, they, they, they yeah. hold a lot more resentment towards music changing. I personally took the ride and always was relevant in my own way, doing my own thing. I, other guys maybe feel a little more rigid within mm-hmm. the confines of what they originally do. I didn't do that. Yeah. Well, we're talking about a lot of 1990 albums this year, and I would say this is probably the most underappreciated. <laughs> yeah album of 90 if you were asking me yeah, or I underrated agree. whatever you want to call it but like i just don't feel like it, i i it, was it a, doesn't it, get the praise if, it deserves if, yeah because yeah. we, we we do this from time to time where there's an album like we're huge on and and like we think whoever's downloading this album like or, or this uh, podcast you need to go get this album this oh my god by far if you like thrash metal at all and you've never <laughs> heard this album you have to get <laughs> Yeah. This yeah. for God's sake. <laughs> I'm like, what, what are you doing? Right. I mean, yeah. come on. Sorry. If you don't know, you don't know. But now you yeah. know. I didn't know. And, and now, heard no. some, now you know. <laughs> you've obviously heard some through the podcast. Like I I'm try like this is one of the um It's one of the best albums, period. Metal albums, period, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Too. Not just well, thrash, it, but it, it's a page in a in a vast book. You this know, is, uh, and What's it's just big, one like, page. It's like chapter. Well, well, to some people, and I appreciate you guys feel that way, you know. Uh, no. You know, I just, I don't know, man. I'm just way more secure in the <laughs> whole thing now and don't worry about it as much as I used to. Like I've been tell, telling you guys, it's like, I feel like we had our place. And maybe when it's all dug up in a time capsule, twisted in a form, will stand out when nobody had any preconceptions of what big or small mm-hmm. or, you know, success they, when they don't know, and you have a fresh, if you looked at everything from a different angle, maybe we'll all see it differently. And maybe they'll, in the future, it'll be appreciated differently than it is now. I don't really know. Yeah, who knows? Well, do you have, I mean, I, I know as a musician, as an artist, you know, it's hard to pick a favorite, but do you have a favorite Forbidden album? Is this, would you put this up there as your number one or do you? Even, no. Do, <laughs> no. I, I, I put it up there as I mean, they're all, I do have a favorite, 
and you guys are going to be immediately going to know, but my, my favorite is Omega wave just because not because it's the last one, because I think it covered all the things we tried to do with retrospect and you didn't have it before. And I think other people's uh, comeback albums are pretty good. I just think Omega wave Omega, is really good. That's a great, it's album. really it good. Is. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that album. I love it too. It's yeah. And, and uh, you know, later on, if you it. put them all, put, yeah, <laughs> if you put them all together, <laughs> yeah, I would listen to a Megaway if you haven't heard it. You uh, put them all a, together, it's just, it's just that album just album. got, <laughs> so it's, it's got the elements that Twisted and Form had, it's got the energy that Forbidden Evil had, it's got the complexity that Distortion had, and it's got the rawness that Green had, you know, yeah. so I feel like it's got all those cool things mm-hmm. and the anger that Green had. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, Green I, I think so pissed. It, it was so unappissed. <laughs> yeah, but Omega Wave was unafraid to be metal. We were yeah. we totally dove in. Every day I'd sit with Russ about what are we going to talk about death today? You know, like <laughs> death, death, die, death. You know, like it was so fun. I was like, I, we can be as metal as we fucking want, dude. And yeah. It's great because back then we were trying too hard not to be. You know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I think it was the I just loved the approach we took for that entire record. I love working yeah. with Mark Hernandez. And uh, Steve Smythe was great to work with. Just the whole thing. Everybody was. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was on fire. But yeah, Twisted and that are probably my two favorites all around. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. Eric, can you play one last thing from the album? Absolutely. Uh four twenty seven into one foot in hell. I just want to hear the hi hat fill thing that uh that Paul does. Oh <laughs> one that used to, the one that used to drive fucking Mark nuts. He's <laughs> Scott, <yeah>. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's like, I'm just gonna go all out with hi hat here. Just fuck you guys. Yeah, Mark used to basically fuck that up every night because the pressure was on. And then the one night that Paul was there watching him, he nailed it. He looked at me. And he's like, ha, ha. <laughs> It's so awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, well, we don't want to keep you uh, crazy. We don't want to keep you all night. Kept kept we kept him <laughs> yeah, yeah. twice I, as long I, as we thought we would. We really appreciate it. We really I kept, it I kept awesome myself long. as well. It's my it's my fault as well. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah. you know what? You know when you you talk about these things, you just don't you don't want to just touch and go. You know, like they're yeah. especially those it's other sweet, two bits, especially that shit. violence album. The violence album, you know, oppressing and and Act Three are both tremendous records. So. Yeah, you know, no doubt it was it was a nice uh, year. It was a great year for metal. It was oh, a great year for thrash metal. Yeah. One of the best. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it was like, yeah, yeah. 1990 was was big, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. the yeah. end. It was the end of an era. It was yeah. it closed out that whole era. 91 well, on, it was like, yeah. There's no thrash metal album. Kind of started an era too that. with Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys was, kind of started an era too. Yeah. That's not thrash metal though. Yeah. That's they they were their well, own category. They're like yeah, the Van Halen of fucking metal. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, hey, we that's uh, a totally different thing. We didn't grade the albums. Yeah. We've been doing a new thing where we grade the albums. We give them an Shit, A or to do A that. through yeah, F. Right. So we can do it real quick. Uh, sure. Quick. Real quick. Make it quick. Uh, yes. Do it, do it now. <laughs> All right. Uh, vi- uh, violence. Uh, I would give that a. An, I would give that an A. Absolutely. I give it an A as well. A. Hey. <laughs> Joe. I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with a, a B. Really? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Can I defer? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah can, I don't you think defer. you're allowed to. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. It's fine. Uh, Death Angel. Uh, I think they're all A's. I, yeah, I think they're all blanket, A's. Blanket. I would a say Death Angel A's. for me would be a B. So. Okay. Death Angel. Okay. Um, I would do uh, an A. 
Okay. And then A plus, definitely for. Yeah, A plus for forbidden. All right. Yeah, go yeah. for that. A plus. The last one, plus, I'm pretty sure we all concur. Plus. plus. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> way, way, way to way to make me feel uncomfortable right when I gotta go. Grade your own album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's your own fucking fault, asshole. No, I, I, I appreciate it. And I, and I, 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 if I was to grade that album, honestly, no, like I said, the things that I used to tear apart, you know, I would have said it was it was a B plus, A minus in the old days, but I'll give it a solid A. I think it was. Looking back at it, it was a solid A. A plus, I, I still hear things would have done different. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> to get to that spot, you know? Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't know that we, I've, I, I, if I ever arrived where I think we made an A plus, I probably should just pack it in. Right. Sure. <laughs> I'm done. You know? right. I'm still well, chasing any, it down, dude. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. You got to chase perfection forever. Yeah. So. I know these are, are weird times with live performances because you probably don't have any coming up, but do you have anything to plug, anything you want us to, like your website, dressthedead.com? Is that- yeah, you, yeah, dressthedead.com has everything on it now. I think we've even got all our merchandise. Every, like Everything's actually on. No one really goes to websites, but now you can just go to our website and get to everything from it. Like That's It's cool. all, yeah, yeah, it's much improved. We're, we're waiting to really push it because we're going to add a couple more things to it again. But yeah. you know, our whole plan, we were going to do and I still want to do this. We're we we're going to do our quarantine sessions. Like we we're going to do a whole thing separately and, and put it together. Yeah. yeah but yeah, it's yeah. hard to get to our, it's hard to get to our recording gear right now. So we're like, no. Oh, fuck, no. you know, yeah. so we had this whole plan. So that's why I'm doing more of the videos. You'll keep, if you keep going to our page, I'll put up a, a video of me playing a different uh, thrash song or metal song from the past each day. I'm going to try to as many days of the week as I can do. I'm going to try to learn a song in the morning play a piece of it uh you know and then like, just continue that so we have and now everyone's going to be hitting on our page on the dress the dead page and giving you little snippets and, and talking to you guys yeah, more please, i think it's a good time for everyone to get to yeah. know who the fuck we are yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, please me, do more, more, they me, more they facebook they, yeah yeah i'm trying because yeah, i'm yeah, doing i'm fun. doing instagram too you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. We're not. Our presence on Instagram isn't nearly as much as what it is on Facebook. So we're trying to upgrade that too. But, huh. but yeah, we were already on our way. We had a release date and all this stuff. We were gonna like all got kind of pushed back. Yeah. And now we're just hoping we can play Dynamo. You know, we're hoping we can yeah. still do the Dynamo. But that's probably the next. You know, more than likely going to get canceled in the next couple of weeks. But God, they they are awesome. not canceling it. Everyone's intending on us doing that. Wow. Well. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck, man. Thank you very much for for joining yeah, us. It was you. awesome talking to you. Yeah, awesome. You're, uh, as as we said last time, anytime you want to come on, you're more than welcome. Oh, yeah. And we don't have to talk about Forbidden next time. Yeah, next time we can <laughs> talk about other bands, <laughs> make you not feel uncomfortable. It's <laughs> well, you know, the the, the show that'd be most interesting, I think, and it would be the one where we talk about what the fuck is wrong with people. <laughs> wrong with you people. We can you do know? whatever you want, man. Yeah, we can certainly do that. Yeah, that, that'd be a fun show. And we'll start with us. What the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, starting yeah. here the instinct first. Instinct album. <laughs> hey, don't mess with instinct. <laughs> you can mess with well, them. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And uh, everyone be safe. Don't go fucking intermingling without a mask on. Don't yeah. be an idiot. Yeah, Wash your hands. Seriously. Yeah. All right, oh, guys. Well, everyone have a thank good you. one. All right. Thank you. Right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Energy. Energy. Aggression. Power. To sum it up, it's a 
vulgar display of power. We say things to people that mean something. I mean, in our own little way. Ricky, quick. Will you try to think my puzzles? <laughs> the human element of making music is what's most important. Singing into a microphone and learning to play an instrument, that's the most important thing. <laughs>